It's six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, MK Hospital faces legal action for failing to spot a fatal condition. Two people seriously injured by a car in Luton and funding confirmed for a new nuclear power station. BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital are taking legal action against the trust. Sandra Porter's husband claims her death last January was down to negligence after they failed to diagnose gangrene. Ollie Bayliss reports. In June, an inquest found that failures in communication at Milton Keynes Hospital, as well as a delay in surgery, resulted in missed opportunities to prevent the death of Sandra Porter. The Trust has apologised and says it's now put in place new systems to improve communication and patient assessment. However, her family say they plan to sue the hospital for negligence in her care. Two people have been seriously injured after being hit by a car in Luton. The accident happened in Kestrel Way early yesterday afternoon. The government's announced loans worth £2 billion for Britain's first new nuclear power station for 20 years. It was announced by the Chancellor George Osborne during a visit to China. Robert Peston is travelling with him. George Osborne is trying to win their confidence to invest billions of pounds to improve British infrastructure. The Chancellor has announced in China that he'll provide £2 billion of state guarantees for the new Hinkley Point C nuclear power station in Somerset, in the hope that will persuade the owners of the vast new plant, EDF of France, and two big Chinese nuclear companies to make the final definitive commitment to the project. A man accused of trying to arrange a contract killing in Bedfordshire is due to stand trial today. Paul Matthews has been charged with planning a murder. Jane Killick reports. Paul Matthews, also known as Paul Vass, was arrested in April by detectives in Norfolk. He's already pleaded not guilty to two counts of soliciting to commit the murder of the man from Bedfordshire and one count of threatening to kill. The 48-year-old of no fixed address also denies three firearms offences, including possession of an imitation firearm in a public place. More money is needed for care of the elderly, according to groups representing those who use, provide and commission adult social care. Ministers say they're already providing the extra money. But Ray James from the Association of Directors of Social Services says urgent action is needed. The government must provide a sustained funding settlement for adult social care. If they don't do that, people who need care and support won't be able to get the care and the support that they require when and where they so desperately need it. In sport, Wales beat Uruguay in the Rugby World Cup while defending champions New Zealand beat Argentina and Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton was forced to retire from the Singapore Grand Prix which was won by Sebastian Vettel. The weather will be cloudy with outbreaks of rain today becoming drier by this evening. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius, that's 59 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Thank you, Lee. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Monday morning. We've ended up back in the box, guys. I'm just trying to find what song to play. That's all, Catherine. Don't give me the look. Well, you know. I'm going through a Bell and Sebastian phase. Are you? Yeah. Because uh, I started to watch their um, film at the weekend. I couldn't finish it. It was um, it was too fey. It was too fey even for me. I was well. enjoying it, but it was very, very fey. So I kind of stopped. And then I ordered some Bell and Sebastian compact discs off of uh, Tinternet. 
They're only a quid each. Thought you can't go wrong. Turns out you can. One, the uh, case is cracked. Oh. Two, the um, CD is, is skipping on another... On a, mm. So I've sent a very strong email saying, <laughs> as if a Bell and Sebastian fan could send a strong email. <laughs> <laughs> These CDs don't seem to work. Is there any chance you could replace them or refund me, please? I dis- Furious. I discovered a band this weekend oh, yeah, called Tune Yards. Who? They're flipping nuts. Shall I find you one? Um, go on. Um, you like it? I don't really like new music. No, it's not that new. Well, I say new, I mean new she's to an, me. She's an American with a massive mouth. She's got a what? American with Thank a massive mouth. Thank you very much indeed. Go right, go Across on Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Go on then, I'm going to play... It's a little... It's Monday. By the way, Kelly, great to have you back. No worries, mate. Uh, it's uh, it, it's a little bit fay, but, mm. I mean, let's, you know... Oh, this is... Oh, this reminds me of being 20... Let's say 23, walking up and down... Um, gosh, it was the old Kent Road. Dreading having to go back to work because I was recreating what would happen. <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, <laughs> I was working on a show. I've got to pause it. Hang on. So I was working on a show with my dad, and we weren't getting on. But um, I think it was the Old Kent Road, if that's near Elephant and Castle. And we were work- working on a show for the BBC, <laughs> doing props. Right. This would have been 1998, something mm. like that. Uh, so it's about 25. Uh, and we were working on a show on what would happen when the Millennium Bug kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> The answer? Nothing. Well, well, not according to this, this, dr- these dramatic pre-creations that we were making. The one that I was working on when I was listening to this album, Up and Down the Old Kent Road, thinking, is life ever going to pick up? Um, it did a few short years later. Don't worry, guys. It, the story had a happy middle. Sad ending, but... Um, yeah, but the one we were working on was that because of the Millennium Bug... I remember working on two episodes. One um, um, was a train crash. Oh, and this no, no, it was this was the same one. Uh, it, the, the Eurostar was going to crash, and everyone was going to die because of the Millennium Bug. Just a second, the Eurostar, how Millennium? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, there was going to be a fire on the Eurostar because of the Millennium Bug. Uh, if you want to discuss the Millennium Bug, if you're still in recovery from the disappointment that was the MB, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. This song will always remind me of the fire that never happened on the Eurostar because of the Millennium Bug. You know when the microchips couldn't go on to a next century? Yeah, that.
damn you, uh, Millennium Bug. I mean, jeez. The number of lives that were not ruined by it. Who remembers sitting around their house on the New Year's Eve millennium? Um, let's say drunk. Let's say drunk. Waiting for the um, video to stop working. Not me, I was out, out. Oh. I mean, I was out of it, but... I remember about what, uh, ten past midnight going, Oh, hang on! Let's check, let's check the video. Is the video working? Oh, any planes crashed? No, everything's fine. Everything was groovy. Everything. Your mille- Today we are commemorating the Millennium Bug. Your Millennium Bug stories, please. 03459 455 555. Millennium Bug Bears, call me now. The um, great name for a band. <laughs> um, I did have a song about the Millennium Bug by, some, by some children. Oh. I wonder if I've still got that. The um, only people who still believe in it. Um, if anybody, um, what was so what was supposed to happen? Planes were um, going to come f- fall out of the sky. Oh, cash points were supposed to start churning out loads of money. Cash video recorders um, would record programs from 1982. Yeah, um, stocks and shares or something. Yeah, well, obviously there was going to be a fire on the uh, Eurostar. Yeah, I don't um, really know why that would happen. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it was, it was all to do with digital stuff. I think it's because trains crashed. I know what else. Yeah. The phasing on the traffic lights was supposed to go haywire. That was going to go crazy. Um, like in um, Superman 4, is it? Yeah. When go Richard Pryor... No, Superman 3. Superman 4 is the one that's filmed in Milton Keynes. Oh, yeah. Superman 3 with Richard Pryor. Hey, i tell you what I started watching last night, and it's weird because I didn't like it at the time. Did you like it again last night? I enjoyed it, but it didn't make me laugh. What then? Um, I'll give you a clue, right? It's got Kevin Bacon in it. Footloose. But he doesn't speak. Oh, mm-hmm. it's not the... M- no, that mm-hmm. was Eric Stoltz, the mask. <laughs> the mask. But Stoltz speaks. Oh, I remember the bit in the mask where he look, He goes to the Hall of Mirrors and he sees a f- picture of what he'd look like without his mask makeup on. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> I can't. Who watched Mask, right? Who watched Mask and shed a tear? Not me, because me and my mates were laughing. We were laughing at it. Well, it was a ridiculous plastic face. Yeah. No. Um, OK, here's a, a qu- quiz and question. And Cher was his mum. Oh, God. Even if she was my mum, I'd think she was fit. Here's a here's a question. Um, what f- film did I watch the first 40 minutes of that's got Kevin Bacon in mm. where he doesn't say anything? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five film fun. We shouldn't be talking about bacon this morning. Why? Oh, <laughs> Cameron, Sky didn't. Cameron's not listening. Don't worry. He won't be. <laughs> you can't mention bacon in front of Cameron. He gets excitable. It was an irrational moment. Oh, allegedly. Oh, what a porker! <laughs> now uh, on to more serious things. We'll come back to uh, um, uh, more Tom Dickery in a minute, but. A uh, very serious story, very sad story. And again, mm. Milton Keynes Hospital that we mentioned last week. The family of a woman who died in Milton Keynes Hospital are taking legal action against the trust. The husband of Sandra Porter claims her death last year was down to hospital negligence after they failed to spot signs she was deteriorating due to her gallbladder becoming gangrenous. Well, in June, an inquest delivered a narrative verdict on her death, finding that failures in communication and the delay in surgery resulted in missed opportunities. Catherine, tell us what happened to Sandra. Well, the reason why they got in touch with us, um, Sandra Porter's family, was because they heard what Milton Keynes Hospital had said last week and said, this sounds exactly the same. You know, this is... This was the story last week of uh, a baby that died after a day and uh, there was lack of communication. The coroner said steps should be taken to avoid further deaths. Exactly the same as they did in Sandra Porter's case. And the response 
you know, almost to, word for word from the hospital because apparently the same too. Well, with Sandra, what happened was two days before Christmas 2013, doctors suspected that Sandra had bowel cancer. She was told it was treatable and she was booked in for surgery on the 12th of January. Now, she went into hospital, but her surgery was delayed and so she was put onto a ward, at which point she was given an X-ray that reported a possible bowel obstruction, but it wasn't reviewed by her surgical team. Now, over the next few days, her condition started to deteriorate and her family were really concerned about it, kept asking the doctors to check her and check her and check her. Apparently they weren't listened to. No one noticed that she developed a gangrenous gallbladder. Um, Sandra died on the 23rd of January of sepsis. That's 11 days after she went into hospital. What did the coroner say? In June this year, a coroner delivered a narrative verdict on Sandra's death. It found that three days after she was admitted to hospital, the X-ray was taken that reported this possible bowel obstruction, but the scan was not considered by the surgical team. The coroner found that as her condition deteriorated, she was not admitted to ITU. Uh, finally, he concluded the failures in communication and the delay in surgery resulted in missed opportunities to render effective treatment for Sandra. And the hospital, please don't tell me they've said lessons have been learned. Well, let's have a look. The medical director of the hospital trust has apologised for her death. At the inquest, the hospital said that measures had been put in place and procedures changed to prevent it happening again. Since then, we've told uh, we've been told that they have put new systems in place, including increased consultant presence to ensure continuity of care at a senior level and improved communications between surgical teams. Lessons. It's great lessons have been learned, but wouldn't it be good if um, lessons have been learned before this, this woman died? Do you know what I mean? Imagine you're the family from whom lessons have been learned. Well, also the fact that you've begged them to take a look at her. Oh. You said that this is not normal, that she's deteriorating and you're not listened to. Oh, 03459 555 555. So it's Kevin Bacon. He's only in it a bit and I had, I'd i forgotten he was in it. But then when you know who directed the film, you go, oh yeah, well that makes sense. Uh, and that was the, that's the, that's the funny, I remember watching this film at the cinema. I was about 15. I think I must have gone with Malcolm Richmond. And um, just not finding it funny at all. But because it was like the big film of the time, going, yeah, was that it? was funny. It's a big film. That was funny, man. It was a, it, the reason I'm watching it is I, I, I look back and think, well, that was um, flipping it. That was 27 years ago. Um, maybe it was a bit grown up for me at the time. I wasn't the sophisticated 15-year-old I suspected I was, so I'm watching it now with adult eyes. Was it like Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> oh, God, for goodness sakes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton on the airport approach road, it's looking busy already between the Holiday Inn roundabout and the terminal at Luton Airport. In Hatfield on the Great North Road, there's roadworks at the junction for St Albans Road East, so expect that to get busy later on. And on the train, Thameslink are reporting that there's a revived service this morning between Bedford and Brighton and between Luton and Sutton because of a staff shortage, so tickets are being accepted on other services where it's where it's possible. But the 6.22 and the 6.47 trains from Bedford to Sutton have been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy? Yeah? So you're about the same age as me. So mm-hmm. it's um, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And mo- I bet most people who've seen this film don't even know that Kevin Bacon's in it, but he plays an integral part in the film. Doesn't say anything. He's got great hair. Amazing hair in it. He doesn't- what film? Sorry? What film? That, yeah, exactly. What? But what was the film? I only know him off the advert that he's in at the moment. You only know him off the advert? (laughs) He's all over the TV on that advert. But what was the film? Who's been messing around with me effects? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. There we go. Right, hang on. (laughs) But what was the film? 
um, the Baconator. Oh, for crying oh, wow. out loud. That's just... Uh, again, it all comes back to David Cameron. Except it wasn't him that was doing the eating. <laughs> God, don't. Please don't. Oh. OK. Can I carry yeah, on? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Where are we now? 6.17. It's Monday the 21st of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital say doctors failed to spot she had a fatal condition. Two people have been seriously injured after being knocked down by a car in Luton and security guards at the Lister Hospital are being given new powers to tackle antisocial behaviour. Oh! Oh. <laughs> What was that all about? I think it was brilliant. What was, I mean, I, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I just asked. 
Yep. What the flipping heck was that it all was about? An, it was an owl assault. Well, <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Dear. I mean, uh, you... all over you. Oh no, hang on, you can't... hang on a minute. How's... Why is he started up? Oi! Hang on. Oh, flip it. You know this is. Oh, why don't you stop? Hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. We haven't got time for that. How did that sneak in there? I mean, talking of sneaking in. Look who this is. He's all right. He's out there. You're right, Gaze. You suck. You suck yourself down. Just give us a thumbs up when you're ready. I'm just trying to find the kinks. Fancy. He's got his thumb up. Has he got his thumb up? Morning, player. Morning, boss. I'm just trying to find the kinks. It's quite nice in this gallery, actually. The gallery? Yeah, the gallery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does the outfit work? Where does, um... Oh, OK. Here's a fun Here's a fun quiz for you guys. Yeah. You, you like this, Justin. Kelly, you can play this as well. Cool. It's a music quiz. Mm, OK. Right. Um, this Don't Worry Baby, one of the greatest songs by the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. You're about to hear a version, not by the Beach Boys, but by one of the biggest rock stars in the world. Hanson. Who, who is singing this version of Don't Worry Baby by the Beach Boys, one of the biggest rock and roll stars of all time? Ladies and gentlemen, not by Hanson, but hang on. Don't Worry Baby by the Beach Boys. I mean, they're already ruining it. Oh, here we go. Well, it's One of the biggest rock and roll stars in the world. He doesn't know the song, does he? <laughs> he doesn't know what day it is, in all fairness. Um, I tell you what, I'll do another one. Here we go. Hang on. Okay, here we go. It's, is it, it's not Bowie, is it? No, no, no. Oh, no, it's not. It's one of the biggest rock and roll stars in the world. Here's their version of In My Life by the oh, Beatles. No, stop <laughs> it. What no. happened here? Here we go. They're running short of money. There we go. There are places <laughs> I remember all my life. Though some have changed, some forever. Catherine? Is it someone's drummer that doesn't normally get to sing? <laughs> yes, it is. It is, it is someone's drummer who normally doesn't get to sing. One of the greatest drummers of all time. The robo drummer. <laughs> okay, so that's the last one. Here we go. I don't mind other guys dancing with my Ladies and gentlemen, hey. please welcome to the stage. It's Mr. Keith Moon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Keith. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome for uh, one night only. Imagine, oh, imagine if we lived in a world, imagine in 2015, right? Well, someone could actually, this moment could actually exist. Just bear with me. Hang on one second. Here we go. <clears throat> Hang on. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome... Returning to the Royal Albert Hall for his first solo performance in over 20 years. The legendary Mr. Keith Moon. (laughs) There are places I remember all my life. Though some have changed, some forever. Not for better, some... That's what that would be. Someone got shot there Someone, for a minute. Well, wowzers. Yeah, wowzers indeed. Ear wax now gone. It's it's uh, that's that's loud, isn't it? That crowd cheering. It's very loud. You know. There we there. go. 
If they were cheering like that, though, they must have been drunk or on something, because well, that was dreadful. <laughs> if, they, if they were recording, I mean, he, he wouldn't even know that album. The, the, uh, what's that album called? Two Sides of the Moon. Oh, wow. <laughs> it really is. Um, if you, you'll see it for about um, 25p in record shops. Buy it. Buy it. Every song on there is just awful. <laughs> just awful. Uh, right, 03459 555555. Justin, do you know the film, very quickly before we crack on, Kevin Bacon... Doesn't say anything in it. He's not even. The, he's only in it for like two minutes, but it's an integral part uh, of the movie. Do you know what? I've got no idea. Okay. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. We'll crack on with this now. Security guards at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage have been handed limited police powers to tackle crime. They'll have the power to demand your name and address or issue fixed penalty notices for antisocial behaviour. Daily. Uh, I'm confused by this. Security yeah. guards, the powers of police, Wagwan. I know. Uh, the guards are granted the power under the National Community Acrylic. Uh, accreditation scheme uh, that was brought in by the Home Secretary Theresa May. Now, Harbourshire Police say they've been doing this successfully since 2008, and they're actually very pleased with how it's going. So, so far, security guards at the hospital and the leisure centre, they've received the accreditation to give them these limited powers. Okay, uh, what are the powers? Well, the, well, you kind of mentioned this briefly earlier on. So, what they can do, they can, look at this, demand the name and address oh. of somebody committing anti social behaviour. Okay. They can issue fixed penalty notices for things like littering. They can also confiscate alcohol or cigarettes from underage people, and they can stop and direct traffic. With the greatest of respects! Yes, yes. Anybody in a high-vis jacket, it, yep. it would appear, can stand in the middle of the road and stop a car. Absolutely. I mean, th- there, are, <laughs> there, there, there are some officers that have been online raising questions. For example, one comment says from a police officer, what happens if, for example, somebody refuses to give their name or pay the fine they've just been issued? And that's the big thing. You know, people are just probably going to laugh at these people, aren't uh, they? Here's a sentence I'd never say, but it's written in front of me, so I'm just going to read it. Is this a popular initiative? Is it? Uh, well, Dr. Sean Gabb is the director of the Libertarian Alliance, and he has some serious concerns about these powers. His view is that if you are wielding the power of the state, then you should be accountable to the state as well. He says that if private security firms are involved, then holding them to account will be too difficult and won't ensure people's liberties are protected. However, the Police Federation, which represents ordinary police officers, they're quite relaxed about the plans. They're saying as long as people are properly vetted, well, they can't see this being a problem. I don't see, I don't see it matters either. Yeah, but what if you say, they say, give me your name, and no, I won't. What are they going to do then? Yeah, ask ask then you what? again. Well, then they're going to issue an on-the-spot fine. To who? Mm. To you. Yeah, but you have to... To you? They can't march you to a cash point. What if you say no? Exactly. Oh, guys, when you walk away. Guys, listen. They can't arrest you. You're you're asking too many questions. I've got to play my favourite um, (laughs) Khalees song to cleanse my ears. Please let this be the radio edit. Oh, gosh.
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busy on the A1M southbound around Junction 7 for the A602 in Stevenage and it's also building up on the M1 southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 7 for Hamill Hempstead. In Luton on the airport approach road it's looking very slow from the Holiday Inn roundabout towards the terminal at Luton Airport and in High Wycombe on the Marlow Hill at the junction for Dawes Lane there's roadworks going on there so expect queues. Thameslink are reporting that they've got a revised service running this morning between Bedford and Brighton and Luton and Sutton because of a staff shortage. The 6.47 train from Bedford to Sutton has been cancelled. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, the family of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital say doctors failed to spot she had a fatal condition. Sandra Porter's husband claims her death last January was down to negligence after they failed to diagnose gangrene. Two people have been seriously injured after being hit by a car in Luton. The accident happened in Kestrel Way early yesterday afternoon. And security guards at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage have been given new powers to tackle anti-social behaviour. The police have given six guards the power to demand names and addresses and issue fixed penalty notices. The weather will be cloudy with outbreaks of rain today becoming drier by this evening. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius, 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are up to ninth in the Premier League after their 2-1 win at Newcastle. Hornets boss Kike Flores was delighted with the results. I am really, really happy because I, 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 emotions with the team is amazing because they are, they are doing everything. They understand perfectly what is the plan. If we have to change the plan, they can do. So they, they, it's very, very, really exciting to, to, to lead this team because it's very, the emotions very high. Elsewhere, there were wins for Luton Town and Wickham Wanderers in League Two, but defeat for the MK Dons and Stevenage. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton was forced to retire from the Singapore Grand Prix. Red Bull's Daniel Ricciardo came second in the race, which was won by Sebastian Vettel. And on the day that Hamilton retired from a Grand Prix for the first time this year, Sebastian Vettel has lit up Formula One's night race. It's win number three of the season for him and Ferrari, his fourth in Singapore. It's been a masterclass. Great Britain are through to the final of the Davis Cup for the first time since 1978 after they beat Australia 3-2 in Glasgow. Andy Murray won in straight sets to give Britain an unassailable 3-1 lead. Very proud, proud to be in the final, proud of all the team for the journey that we've we've been on and now we get the chance to play for the, the Davis Cup in a few months. And at the Rugby World Cup, Wales beat Uruguay 54-9 in Cardiff. Defending champions New Zealand were made to work hard before beating Argentina 26-16. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 7 o'clock. Thank you very much, Lee. OK, Catherine, here's another one. Have a guess who this is. Now, I genuinely... Um... He took a lot of stick for doing this. This is genuinely a delightful, heartfelt version of a Disney classic. Oh. You mean it's not Jiminy Cricket? No, 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 no. This, this is from one, a, a band I used to love. Right. It's from my favourite era of this band. <laughs> Here we go.
Any ideas? Again, one of the... Well, they weren't that big over here. Certainly one of the biggest rock stars in America. But now he's definitely a, a, a big television personality over here. You'll know who it is. And I oh, ju- I- hang on. Go on. Well, it sounds... A- no, it can't be. Go on. It's not David Guest. <laughs> <laughs> sounds it's like n- him, doesn't it? It's not David Guest. Hang on. David! Yeah? Wouldn't that be great if it was David Guest on the line now? Can you pretend to be David Guest? I'm not sure as I know who he is. No, neither does he. Thank you very much indeed, as gentlemen. <laughs> Any idea who this is singing, uh, David? David Soul? No, it's not. It's not a da- I, I can tell you now, guys. No David's involved. There's no David's involved. There's a Chaim involved. I think that's his real name. Chaim. Chaim. It's from. Um, um, I'll give you a clue, David. Yeah. It's Gene Simmons from Kiss. Any really? idea who this is singing? No, well, you said Heinz. Is it Arthur Heinz? No. It's Gene Simmons from Kiss. Any yeah. ideas who it is singing this song? Well, you, you, you just said it's Gene Simmons from Kiss. Congratulations, David. Well done, yes. Gosh. Gene Simmons He don't from care, Kiss. does he? He doesn't care. This is my favourite period of Kiss history. Kiss history. Um, they were the biggest, one of the biggest rock and roll bands in America, right? Egos of fire, two of them doing a shed load of cocaine and booze, the other two not touching a drop. Uh, and the <laughs> they said, here's an idea. We want to make... Um, fo- Thank you, Jim. Get this, David. They said, uh, yeah, so we sell an album, right? And we make, let's say, $10 million. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we could, like, get four times that and not have to share it with the other members of KISS. I know what we'll do. We'll all release a solo album on exactly the same day. That way, the kids will go out and buy four albums in one go. Will they? Do you know what happened, David? Uh, only one of the albums was popular. No, the, n- none of them were. The kids went, nah, do you know what? Jog on, fellas, we're not having that. Where's the new Aerosmith? And uh, they, uh, they were ne- Kiss were never <laughs> as successful ever again. David, you've not called in to uh, um, have, have your history checked. What have you called in for, boss? Well, Millennium, Millennium Night. Da, 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 Millennium Nights. Yeah, yeah. Millennium well, Nights, New Year Days, <laughs> making love in so many ways. Millennium Nights, New Year Days, making love in so many ways. I'm gonna take you. <laughs> no, I stop there because that song was getting rude and someone's messed around the effects. Go on, David. That song was getting yeah. rude. <laughs> <laughs> Millennium Night, I like egg and chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! Um, and did your cooker keep on working? Oh, well, no, I climbed a tree because I'm Catman. I've got the whiskers to prove it. You're, you're, speaking um, of the cat, the Catman, of course, it, it all ties up into Kiss. The Catman was the drummer with Kiss, and I think... I think it's him singing this. It's so long since I've heard this song. Oh no, you know what's happening? I'm getting back into early kiss. Oh no. Oh no.
Seriously, the first three Kiss albums, I mean, before they became silly, and um, there's good stuff after that, but, but oh, it's just, I mean... Well, I say before they became silly, there is a song called Room Service. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> I, I, I'll play it tomorrow. <laughs> He's on... It's, uh, in the 70s, all bands... Generally, if they hadn't done it by their second album, their third album was all about hotel rooms and aeroplanes. Because they'd run out of stuff to write about. They'd run out of stuff... They'd run out of girls to fall in love with. They'd run out of not having money. They'd uh, run out of... You know, so, so the second or third album is all about hotels or, uh, or, or aeroplanes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song Room Service by Kiss wow. really is... Um, it really is uh, disrespectful to women. <laughs> A lot of them are. Let's be honest. But then some of you girls are very, very naughty. And um, uh, you deserve it. Oh, three, four, <laughs> you five, deserve nine. it. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Um, you still not guessed the film. So, right, um, nineteen eighty-eight. I think I didn't enjoy it at the cinema when I saw it with Malcolm Richmond, um, but I pretended I did. Oh, by the way, films you pretended you liked, albums and bands you pretended to like. Uh, I pretended to like The Doors for a long time when I was fifteen because it was the hip thing to do. We had a friend. People say, are strange. We, I say, a friend. When you're a stranger. Faces look different when you're strange. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange, riders on the storm. Oh, there we go. It's a medley. We had a friend who, um, part of our group, who was into really. She was a real snob, you know. If you'd yeah. heard of it, it was no good. Yeah, yeah. So we made. Oh, a I bo- like them before they became famous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't like them now. They've sold out and been on top of the pops. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That person. Yeah. So we made up a band. She apparently loved them. Oh. Pwned. Pwned. Bands, albums, films, books that you pretended to like because it was hip. You can uh, share all here. I never did that. Oh, I like... three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, I like the carpenters. Five. Yeah, well, I did. Uh, once I once I put my head above the parapet and uh, and professed my love for the monkeys, then I had, there was little of that. But, the, you know, I, yeah, I pretended like the doors because this guy that I kind of, sort of had a guy crush on, like the doors. And... All right. Here we go. New kids on the block. Oh, didn't get it. Now I, but you pretended to. Pretended I did. I, didn't like Bros either. I um, I remember the song Tonight by New Kids on the Block as being good. No, it wasn't good. It was like a Beatles ripoff. Well, I had an argument with you and Nori in the cold room at B Jams, um, who said it was an outtake from Sergeant Pepper. I said, <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? He went, yeah, yeah, no, the New Kids song. It's um. It's uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a song that was left over from Sergeant Pepper. Well, it was so stupid, you. Of course, it wasn't. I gave my birthday cassette of the be- of um, New Kids on the Block away. Oh, that's how little I like them, really. No. Oh, three, four, uh, five, Nirvana nine. as well. Oh, no, no. Nirvana. Let's be honest, guys. Card the, the Nirvana cards on the table. The, the the Kurt Cobain cards on the table. They were rubbish. I tried, didn't get it. I and I still don't know the words to the song. There we go now, entertain us, let us shine now, who can blame us? <laughs> oh, baby, I don't yeah. know the words it to matter. it. do not matter, don't matter, you're just ding. shouting. Ding, ding, ding. Is that it? Yeah. I didn't like Nirvana. No, they just were just shouting. My Nir- mum was right. It sounded like lads in a garage. Yeah, Nirvana were just um, the trogs of the um, early 90s. Seven. Put that caller straight, straight through. through. One lump or two? I don't know what you're or asking. Or are you sweet enough oh, already? Oh, sugar. It's okay. a question asked by Britons up and down the country. Britons. You don't get sugar like cubes Boudicca. anymore. 
Oh, oh she was a kilt. Sorry, silly yes. me. Uh, so, uh, whether or not you take sugar in your tea and how much could reveal more than you think about your social standing, brackets, if you're bothered about that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Research suggests that those on low incomes are twice as likely to have two or more sugars in their tea oh. as the high, than the highest earners. It's to make up for their miserable existence. Exactly. They haven't got pigs to play with. Yeah. Unlike the rich. Have they, Gafford? Absolutely not, boss. Yeah, now, with the, with the greatest of respect, you're uh-huh. a big lad. Yeah. Six lumps or seven? Uh, one sweetener. Oh, done a health kick. <laughs> Did this, my mum, I know we're late for the travel, but do you know what? Some things are more important. My mum, my mum was, um, um, I think like a lot of mums in the 70s, she was addicted to speed that was prescribed by the doctor. Honestly. Right. My, me and my sister talked about this a while ago, right? And in the 70s, my mum was just constantly fussing around and doing stuff. And so just like constantly, I've got to sort this, got to sort And we talked about it and the doctor prescribed her diet pills. It was oh, just basically yeah, speed. She yeah. was speeding her what's-its off. Um, but the, the sweetener still come in that white tube with the green button and you click press on. it, you click it and it comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty thingy. Yeah? Pretty Patel? Yeah, uh, him, yeah. You're pretty, you know. Anyway, what you got, Gatford? We're late for the travel because of you, mate. Very quickly, then. Um, a band I pretended to like because of a girl. Oh, here we go. Go on. Five star. Oh, they were good, though. No, come well, on. Well, no. As, uh, the, the caller to um, Saturday Superstore <laughs> no. was right. Yeah. They they <laughs> weren't very good. <laughs> they weren't very good. Where'd you stand on Matt Bianco, then? Are you with on the caller? On his throat. throat. Honest. <laughs> but they were they were a Jackson Five rip off. They, yeah, they were, were they were the British Jackson Five. The, um, what's yeah. his name? Wesley da- Wensleydale. No. They, Chilton. They live in their no. own. They were the, one of the first bands in Britain to have a recording studio in their own house. Yeah. And they had um, a cartoon strip in uh, Looking. What was the lad's name? Stedman. Stedman. <laughs> he looks younger now. In fact, his body is younger now than it was because the amount of plastic he's absorbed. Well, great call, Catford. We'll speak to you again in about seven years' time. Cheers, boss. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And the A1M is slow southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage and 7 for the A602. On the M1 southbound, it's building up between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 7 for Helmer Hempstead. And in Luton itself, on the airport approach road, it's looking very slow from the Holiday Inn roundabout towards the terminal. On the trains, Thameslink have revised service between Bedford and Brighton and Luton and Sutton because of the staff shortage. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.48. It is uh, Monday, the 21st of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital say doctors failed to spot she had a fatal condition. Two people have been seriously injured after being knocked down by a car in Luton. And security guards at the Lister Hospital are beginning new powers to tackle antisocial behaviour. Tell us how many lumps of sugar you take. Dealey's going to take it to the streets. We'll discuss more after the web. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is quite a mild start compared to the start we've had over the last couple of days. We've got... uh 
afraid we're losing our high pressure from the weekend. So we may have a bit of brightness at first this morning and maybe even see a little bit of sunshine, but gradually the cloud is going to increase and the rain arrives. Some more heavy, persistent rain arriving later on this afternoon as well. So quite a wet end to the day. Temperatures likely to reach around 16 Celsius as a maximum. Now overnight tonight, we'll see those showers fade away. Uh, we'll see one or two showers, but then they'll fade away. Some dry spells through the middle and then heavy showers arriving through the early hours of tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature down to 8 Celsius. And these showers are going to continue through Tuesday as well. Some heavy, thundery, maybe some dry spells, maybe even see some sunshine between them, but it is a showery day. Temperatures tomorrow up to 16 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Three Counties Sport. On Wednesday night, our last remaining team in the League Cup faced Premier League opposition. It's a good area, Tanich! 2-0 Southampton. MK Dons hosts Southampton at Stadium MK. And that was created by Reed. What a good ball in it was. Hoping to make it to the fourth round for the second year running. Baker slots it away. And this time Carl Robinson is celebrating. Hear how the Dons get on in Three Counties Sport. Wednesday night from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Flippin' love the Kinks. They're such a flawed band, and that's this is why I love the Beach Boys and the Kinks. Right. More than I love the Beatles, and I do love the Beatles. And boy, oh boy, I'm so sexy for that new DVD that's coming out. That's not the word you used earlier. I know. I keep I keep ordering it and then cancelling it and then ordering it and then cancelling it. Thinking, oh, it's, I'm trying. It's expensive. To, it's well, I want the box set. It's like thirty five quid. It can't. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on my Christmas list. Anyway, the re, but the, Be- the the Beatles are pretty much perfect, apart from a few exceptions. They're pretty much perfect. But the Beach Boys and the Kinks are just so flawed. They've made so many huge mistakes and huge errors of judgment and poor decisions and that's why I love them that's why I love them by the way if you want to hear um, boring chat like this uh, October the 3rd midday yeah. uh, down the rabbit hole a brand new radio show uh, starring um, Kath and me you've got to learn to drive the desk because it's kind of my day I'm going to be sat there I know well I asked you if you'd on... teach me how to do it and you said no get stuffed that's your problem we had a lesson from Joe 90 were yeah. you not paying attention? Well, yeah, I wiggled it about a bit, but I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> that's, and that's, um, that's in many ways, how you've succeeded so well <laughs> in your broadcasting career, by wiggling it about a little yeah, bit. exactly, and hope Planes, for the best. trains and automobiles yeah. was the movie. Oh, I didn't watch that. Sorry? I didn't watch it. Kevin Bacon's in it, mm. and he doesn't speak, and he's very, very funny in it. But the rest of it, it's really... Um, what is it about? Is it like Clockwise? Those aren't... Because that was pi- annoying. Those aren't pillows. They're not pillows. They're John Candy's buttocks. I'm just... Steve Martin. The funny... The one bit I laughed at at the time, I just rest my hand in these between these warm, comfy pillows. <laughs> those aren't pillows. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an American clockwise. Clockwise well, those is folk... flipping awful. Yeah, I hate them. They drive me nuts. Farces, I believe they call them. Farces, talking out of their ass. I do... I, they drive me... So, because the, the thing with, with clockwise, with any farce, you just go... It could have stopped so much earlier. Yeah, why don't you just phone her up? Exactly. Just phone her up and tell her you're going to be late. That's all you've got to do. Or just no, just stop and just... Just accept it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's it. But So I'm soldiering on through... Um... No, I hate those films. Thank they make you. me really anxious. Thank you, Kelly. No worries. Have you done something different with your hair? Yeah, you noticed. Yeah. Thank you. Unbelievable. She's definitely... What you got? Teenagers that really are the best liars, honest, they're not. If you believed your teenager when they said they'd done their homework last night, then more fool you. Because researchers found adolescents are the best liars of any age group. No, they're they're not. not. A study found that teens can juggle lots of information at high speed, meaning they make the fewest slips when fibbing, which makes their lies more convincing. The researchers said they had the advantage because of changes to the frontal lobe of the brain, blah, 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 science and stuff, 13 to 17-year-olds. Bruno Vachueri, a professor of forensic psychology at Amsterdam University who headed the study, told New Scientist magazine, Our findings suggest that whereas the lies of older people would be relatively easy to catch, Adolescents would be more successful in getting away with their lies. No, they wouldn't. I was a rubbish liar. The thing is, parents know that teenagers are lying. They just go, oh, go, on. go on then. Suddenly you're really into mints, are you? And links. I wonder what you've been doing. Uh, should we have a French song? Oui. Mm. Do, you know, you, do you know this? You know Joe Dassin? No. You don't know Joe Dassin? Mm. Champs-Élysées? Mm. Oh, you're like this. Je me baladais sur l'avenue, le cœur ouvert à l'inconnu. J'avais envie de dire bonjour à n'importe qui, n'importe qui, et ce fut toi, je t'ai dit n'importe quoi, il suffisait de te parler pour t'apprivoiser. Oh Champs-Élysées, oh Champs-Élysées, au soleil, sous la pluie, à midi ou à minuit, il y a tout ce que vous voulez aux Champs-Élysées. Tu m'as dit j'ai rendez-vous 
dans un sous-sol avec des fous Qui vivent la guitare à la main du soir au matin Alors je t'ai accompagné, on a chanté, on a dansé Et l'on n'a même pas pensé à s'embrasser Oh Champs-Élysées, oh Champs-Élysées, au soleil, sous la pluie, à midi ou à minuit, il y a tout ce que vous voulez aux Champs-Élysées. Deux inconnus et ce matin sur l'avenue Deux amoureux tout étourdis par la longue nuit Et de l'étoile à la concorde Un orchestre a mis le corps Tous les oiseaux du point du jour chantent l'amour Oh Champs-Élysées Oh Champs-Élysées Au soleil, sous la pluie, à midi ou à minuit il y a tout ce que vous voulez aux Champs-Élysées. Oh Champs-Élysées. Oh Champs-Élysées. Au soleil, sous la pluie, à midi ou à minuit. Il y a tout ce que vous voulez aux Champs-Élysées. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy now on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 from April Cross and 15 for the M4. And it's also busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the A1M southbound, it's slow from Junction 8 for Hitchin to 7 for Stevenage. And looking at the speed sensors in Stevenage as well, Broadhill Way is looking very slow between Broadwater Crescent and the Roaring Megs roundabout. On the trains, Thameslink have a revised service running between Bedford and Brighton and Luton and Sutton because of a staff shortage. And looking at the train departure boards, the 7.46 and the 756 trains from Bedford uh, to Bright but sorry the 746 train from Bedford to Sevenoaks and the 756 train from Brighton to Bedford have been cancelled Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio what do you suggest I do then get a different train well what where from you can get the 740 from Bedford to Sevenoaks instead of the 746 but that's six minutes earlier I might not make it gotta leave the house six minutes earlier get ah, out of bed six sorry. minutes earlier and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, MK Hospital accused of failing to spot a fatal condition. Two people seriously injured by a car in Luton and funding confirmed for a new nuclear power station. BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital are taking legal action against the trust. Sandra Porter's husband claims her death was down to negligence after they failed to diagnose gangrene. Ollie Bayliss has more. In June, an inquest found that failures in communication at Milton Keynes Hospital, as well as a delay in surgery, resulted in missed opportunities to prevent the death of Sandra Porter. The Trust has apologised and says it's now put in place new systems to improve communication and patient assessment. 
However, her family say they plan to sue the hospital for negligence in her care. Two people have been seriously injured after being hit by a car in Luton. The accident happened in Kestrel Way early yesterday afternoon. The government's announced loans worth £2 billion for Britain's first new nuclear power station for 20 years. It was announced by the Chancellor George Osborne during a visit to China. Robert Peston reports. George Osborne is trying to win their confidence to invest billions of pounds to improve British infrastructure. The Chancellor has announced in China that he'll provide £2 billion of state guarantees for the new Hinkley Point C nuclear power station in Somerset, in the hope that will persuade the owners of the vast new plant, EDF of France, and two big Chinese nuclear companies to make the final definitive commitment to the project. Security guards at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage have been given new powers to tackle antisocial behaviour. The police have given six guards the power to demand names and addresses and issue fixed penalty notices. A man accused of trying to arrange a contract killing in Bedfordshire is due to stand trial today. Paul Matthews has been charged with planning a murder. Jane Killick reports. Paul Matthews, also known as Paul Vass, was arrested in April by detectives in Norfolk. He's already pleaded not guilty to two counts of soliciting to commit the murder of the man from Bedfordshire and one count of threatening to kill. The 48-year-old of no fixed address also denies three firearms offences, including possession of an imitation firearm in a public place. More money is needed for care of the elderly, according to groups who commission adult social care. Ministers say they're already providing the extra money, but Ray James from the Association of Directors of Social Services says urgent action is needed. The government must provide a sustained funding settlement for adult social care. If they don't do that, people who need care and support won't be able to get the care and the support that they require when and where they so desperately need it. In sport, Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton was forced to retire from the Singapore Grand Prix, which was won by Sebastian Vettel. And the weather will be cloudy with outbreaks of rain, becoming drier by this evening. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Thank you, Lee. Morning in the BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine, remind me why on earth sugar in your drink makes you common. I wasn't really listening, and I know we've sent Delia out on it. Apparently, the poorer you are, the more likely you are to sweeten it up. Oh. Do you remember when we used to be a nation of tea drinkers? Now mm. we're a nation of Starbuckers. Well, I'm not anymore. I bought a teapot the other day. Oof. Check me out. Retro. Mm-hmm. Retro What styling. I need is a cosy, though. Oh. I've not gone that far. OK. Uh, well, Good story, uh, eh? Thank you very much indeed. Classic bands, classic bands. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five eight one three double three. Adam says, Ian, one and a half sugars, please. Does that make me posh? No, makes you common, common, mate. Common as muck. Morning all, re a cup of tea. If I'm round my mum's, it's no sugar. Yep. If I'm at home, it's two. <gasps> Have that, mum. Wow, I mean... Oh, so he pretends to be posh for his mum. I see, I see, I see. Um, you'll get bored of the tea. You won't use the teapot. I've used it. Well, you'll use it a couple of times and you get bored of it. They're a faff. A faff, I tell you. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. My kids like cups of tea. That's not abuse, is it? I remember drinking tea when I was about five and I used to do it with a teaspoon. Anyway, uh, so here we. this is what we're talking about this morning. Uh, Things that are a faff. Teapots. Mm -hmm. 03459 I like the ritual. I mean, I suppose you're right. The same with those cafetier that's, that's things. A, you know, that's exactly what heroin addicts say. I enjoy the ritual. They do. I enjoy the ritual of, of that. You're, you're the same thing. Yeah, except I'm not going to get really, really thin and ill. 
Well, you, on it. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, it's very You're covered in bruises along your arm from just because if anyone touches you, you get a bruise. Bruise like a peach. Um, so things that are too much of a faff. Uh, how many sugars do you have? Mm. Uh, bands, films, books, albums that you pretended to like to impress your friends. And we can do this because I kind of mentioned this earlier and... Um, uh, if, it, if someone goes with it spontaneously, we can use it. Uh, Russ says, um, what's on your Christmas list? Because I've got that Beatles DVD on my Christmas list. He's got the DVDs of the TV series Rev. Oh, really? Now, I've watched Rev, and it, I thought Rev is mildly distra- distracting. It's got Miles Jupp in as well, hasn't it? Everything has got Miles Jupp in these days. It's Look, written by that fella that used to be in the... Um, sure. The communards. Jimmy Somerville. He used to, Used to be in Jimmy Somerville or was Jimmy Somerville? Well, I don't know. It was in the band with him. Yeah. Is he the, the Reverend? Yeah. Is that him? No, it, he wrote it though, I think. Yeah. Or I'm making it up, I don't know. I d- yeah, did R- Richard Coles write Rev? I think so. Really? Mm. Reckon? Mm. Right on. Uh, a lot of those words began with R or an R sounding letter W. Whirr. Uh, what's on your... What's on your... Well, let's ask I Kelly. I don't want anything. Oh, for crying out loud, shut up. Kelly, what's on your... Everyone wants something. No. Um, what do I want? Uh, Indiana Jones DVD? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, so I'm wanting to go back to 1980, so there'd be VHS and you can have that to wrap them in. Oh. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about those things or anything at all. You know the score. Now, on to slightly more serious issues. The family of a woman who died in Milton Keynes Hospital are taking legal action against the trust that runs it. Sandra Porter's husband claims her death last year was down to hospital negligence after they failed to spot signs that she was deteriorating. Well, in June, an inquest delivered a narrative verdict on her death, finding that failures in communication and the delay in surgery resulted in missed opportunities. Well, Sandra's husband, Keith, joins me now. Morning, Keith. Good morning. Sorry for your loss, and I know that, you know, coming from here, we don't know each other, that might sound a little bit insincere, but I, I, I mean it. Tell us a little bit about Sandra. What was she like? Um, well, she was um, a loving wife, a, a devoted mother, and a doting grandmother of six grandchildren. Blimey, sounds hard work. Yeah. <laughs> bet, bet she loved it, didn't she? Oh, yeah, yeah. Look forward to every day seeing the kids. Yeah. When did she? Um, when did you first notice that she was ill? Um, well, following a CT scan uh, in November of 2013, uh, she was diagnosed with a, a tumour in her bowel. Um, we were told of that on the 23rd of December. Um, she was uh, supposed to go and see a consultant on the. 13th of January, but she was too ill to go. Uh, so myself and my daughter went, and he said he um, he suspected that the bowel may have perforated, and she should go in as an emergency for surgery that day or the following morning. We we arranged that, and uh, the consultant who admitted her wanted to uh, carry out the operation that night or the following morning, but it was delayed until the 22nd of January, nine days. Why a delay? If, if the, the surgeon was uh, so keen to um, to perform the operation, why was there, uh, there a delay of nine days? Um, the, we've been given two reasons. Um, Sandra was taking warfarin, 
and they said that her INR level was too high. That's the clotting uh, side of things. Mm. But that could have been uh, reversed overnight with a, a dose of vitamin K, which had happened on a previous occasion. Um, that would have rectified that. Mm. Uh, she hadn't been eating properly for quite a while, and they said her, her nutritional state wasn't good enough for the operation. But they, they put her on uh, high-protein uh, drinks and high-calorie shots. Uh, but at the inquest, uh, a consultant conceded that to improve her condition to a, a state where she would have been fit for surgery would possibly have taken three months. So basically it was a waste of time. Um, she... Um... I mean, you know, my, my dad died of uh, of cancer, and you, you you see the deterioration towards the end very quickly. Was she getting worse and worse, you know, in front of your eyes? Yes, she was deteriorating over the, the full nine days, and we, despite our protestations to the staff on the ward, uh, nothing much was done. Um, the an X-ray was taken on the fifteenth, two days after she was admitted. And that wasn't the results of that weren't retrieved by the surgical team at all. Uh, the recommendation of the um, radiographer was that further investigation should be made, but none were done. So this was the X-ray that, that showed that there was there was there was something going on with the bowel that maybe there was an obstruction or something. Yeah, there was a blockage. And the surgical team didn't look at that. No. Um, she also had a, a blood test taken on the 13th when she was admitted, but no further blood tests were taken until the 21st. Well, we maintain that if those blood tests had been repeated, uh, signs of the gangrene and peritonitis would have been picked up. Uh, she also had um, mottling on her, her legs and her abdomen, which the staff on the ward put down to the fact that she was having anti-clotting injections. Um, oh dear, oh dear. It must have been, um, well, I can't begin to imagine what it was like, but it must have been very distressing and, um, and very frustrating. Yes, yeah. Um, I, I even... Um, rang the hospital on the Sunday night, the 20th, uh, and left a message on Mr. on the consultant's answer phone mm. um, asking him to consider bringing that operation forward. He reckons he didn't receive that message. Um and Sandra, and if I ask anything you don't want to answer, Keith, or it gets too much, tell me to jog on. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to pry. I'm, I'm just, I'm yeah. genuinely curious. And I want. She, Sandra, passed away on the twenty third. Yes. Yeah. So that was what was that? Eleven days after she went into hospital. Yeah, she went in on the thirteenth. Thirteenth. Died okay. on the twenty third. Uh, were you with her? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's, that's something <laughs> whole, for both. The whole of family were with her. Brilliant. Well, that's you know that's. Um, that's something, isn't it? <clears throat> I'm getting choked yeah. up now. Yeah. Um, you had the inquest. 
Um, the, the, June the year, this year, the coroner delivered a narrative verdict, and he he mentioned the X-ray um, that the, the as the condition as Sandra's condition deteriorated, she was not admitted to ITU. And his conclusion, he says, the failures in communication and the delay in surgery resulted in missed opportunities to render effective treatment. She didn't get what she deserved, did she? Basically, no, is what he's uh, no. saying. How yeah. do you feel after the uh, the outcome of the inquest? Um, well, the, the outcome of the inquest was, was basically what we were expecting um, and validated the the points that we'd put in our official complaint with the hospital. Um, the hospital did a, a serious incident report themselves and the... I'll read this verbatim. The investigation finds that there were some missed opportunities in the patient's care which may have possibly improved the outcome of, for this patient. <clears throat> so, you know, the hospital have said, you know, they know, they know there's problems. When you uh, read that, uh, Keith, I could hear you, you know, having to clear your throat there. When you read that, that's a pretty powerful sentence. How does that make you feel? Um, angry, um, because the, the hospital are, <clears throat> are now saying they don't accept liability. And that's why we're going down the route of legal action. So what is, what is the plan now? What, 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 what are you going to do next? Well, we're, uh, it's in the hands of a solicitor and we're going down the route of uh, a, a negligence claim. How, how long does that take, Keith? Do you, have you been given like a time frame for it? No, how long's a piece of string? Yeah, exactly. It's one of those, isn't it? Um, you know, the, the, it's been well over 18 months now be, since Sandra died. Um, it may take another 18 months. I don't know. Keith, um, we'll speak again in the future, I'm sure, about this. Uh, I'm going to ask a question that I bet you probably can't answer now. I'm going to put you on the spot. How old are all your grandkids? Um, you, have you got the ages? The, the oldest is 26. Blimey, blimey. The oldest is 16. There we go. All right. Well, um, and how are they doing? They're all right? Yeah, they're, <clears throat> they're fine. Brilliant. Keith, um, I'm, I really appreciate you sharing your story with us, and um, I wish you and your family the very best of luck. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Take care. Thanks. <clears throat> well, there we go. Doesn't it make you think, eh? Doesn't it put it all into perspective? Thank you, Keith. 03459 555555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, it's slow southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And looking at the speed sensors on the M25, it's busy now anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for the A41 in Watford. The A1's also slow southbound through Borehamwood from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane at Stirling Corner. And in Amersham on Gore Hill, it's very busy between the A413 and the A40 at London Road. Thameslink are reporting that they have a revised service today between Bedford and Brighton and Luton and Sutton as because of a staff shortage and expected to affect service times all day. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. I think I've just sent the funniest tweet I've ever sent in my life. It's to you, Catherine. I think it's the funniest tweet I've ever sent in my life. 
Ah, oh, where are we? Seven. You like that one, Kath? I think I've had it before. Okay, right, yes. Oh, man. 7.16, it's Monday the 21st of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The husband of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital says doctors failed to spot she had a fatal condition. A car has knocked two people down in Luton, causing serious injuries, and security guards at the Lister Hospital are being given powers by the police to tackle antisocial behaviour and also being trained by ninjas. Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job. Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're things to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. I woke up this morning Um, thank you, uh, uh, Teresa, tweeter, uh, texter. Um, th- th- I heard about this. The Disney are remaking Mary Poppins with James Corden no. as the planet that they live on. Oh. I don't get Corden. I do not get Corden. The Americans love him, that, don't they? Well, the, he divides opinion. But, yes, yeah, you know, someone uh, someone loves him. I've started following a very rude Twitter person, um, Get in the Flippin' Sea. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Basically, they just read, there's a picture of, of, of Chris Moyles, who starts a new show today. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, well. Um, and it, it just get in the flipping sea, you twit. It's, it's kind of like a... It's very it means It means jog on, doesn't it? It, it, it does mean... So they'll, very... they'll highlight things, ridiculous things people have said or done. Hey, look at this. If you look at the front page of The Sun, mm. there's, you, get, you can win a free football. It looks like that football's wearing a pair of pants. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. Win a free football. Orange Y fronts. There we go. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, they're remaking Mary Poppins. What for? Well. Money. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what they're doing it for. Who's going to be Mary? I haven't had a call. Who would be the ideal Mary Poppins? Oh, it'll be it'll be someone like Beyonce. Oh. And when I say someone like. It'll, it'll be, be Beyonce. It'll be Beyonce. <laughs> it'll be Beyonce. Uh, Riri? Would Riri do it? Oh no, Riri can't do it. I'm thinking. I, I'm going to say. It. I'm thinking they're going to go black. Right. I think they're going to have a black lady, mm-hmm. um, like they did with Annie. I saw the new Annie. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly like they did with Annie. They uh, should bring it up to date. Urban. They can put it in the 60s. What? Well, you know, when oh, people yeah. used to have black housekeepers well, and housemaids well, and they stuff. Could, they could, they'll they be can a... add an extra element. Just a spoonful of sugar help the medicine go down. Yeah. Oh, a spoonful of sugar help the medicine go down. Oh, yeah. Give me some sugar, baby. Mm. That's what it's going to be like. It's going to be. It's going to be like that. I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. But yeah, but James Corden will spoil it. I don't know if James Corden's in it. Oh, I just said he that. would spoil it. <laughs> Even just by his presence be- on the the planet while it's being made would spoil Who, it. Which American actor could they get to do that that voice, that Dick Van Dyke? Um, who, well, who they should get him it? to do it. Is he still alive? Oh, shut up! Away with you, woman. Of course he is. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Now, Lister Hospital security guards have been given the power to issue fixed penalty notices for antisocial behaviour. So if you make a nuisance of yourself or you're antisocial, they'll have the power to demand your name and address and issue fixed penalty notices. Dr Sean Gabb is the director of the Libertarian Alliance. Morning, Sean. What are your thoughts on this? Sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? Good morning. Um, I, I agree that there are many functions currently discharged by the state which might more efficiently be discharged by the um, by private contractors. However, I think it is very dangerous to give a private organisation or the employees of a private organisation the coercive powers of the state. I, I think it's um, a good general principle that if you if you have coercive powers then you should be accountable via the mechanisms of the state. Right. So are you saying that security guards in hospitals should be allowed to issue fines? No, I'm not. Um, What what I'm saying is that a security guard should be able to go around and check that things are all right, Uh. should even be able to use defensive force. But uh, what you're talking about is the... Um, judicial and indeed the coercive powers of the state. And if you exercise the powers of the state, you should, at least for the moment, be accountable via the state. Um, I'm not against privatisation by any means. The Libertarian Alliance believes that there should be um, as small a state as possible. But as I said, we're not talking about something like the privatisation of British Telecom, which was an entirely good thing. Well, we we lost Busby. We're talking about privatising the coercive powers of the state. Well, they're not, but they no, should but, not be private. Well, they're, they're, but they're not. To, they're, what they're saying is, I don't know if you have you been to A and E at two o'clock on a Saturday morning. Um, I think the point you're making is irrelevant. The point I haven't made that. Sean, I haven't made the point yet. I haven't made the point. (laughs) (laughs) I remember you. You're saying that there are people vomiting up all over the place. No, I'm not. Sean, Sean, you're putting words in my mouth and then extracting them again. I haven't. Oh, go on, go on. Have your point. Thank you so much, Sean. Uh, Have you been to A&E on a Saturday morning at two o'clock in the morning? No, I don't tend to... Very few people tend to frequent it. They go there because they've had an accident or it's an emergency or they're a numpty. I've been there... I've had to go there a few times because, uh, you know, sometimes life doesn't go according to our plans. Um, Yes. Sorry, Sean, am I boring you? No, because the point... Just illustrating a point. Your point you're making made is that somebody needs to have some kind of coercive power over I, people, I haven't made the point yet, Sean. not be a private contractor. I haven't made the point. <laughs> Let me make the point. Well, go on, I'm silent. I can still hear the attitude, though, Sean, if I'm honest. 
Uh, you get some idiots at A&E who are violent, who are aggressive, who are obnoxious, who are rude, who uh, make other people feel intimidated. Um, the police are busy doing other bits and pieces. Why shouldn't the security guards be able to say, right, get 60 quid fine unless you buckle up, button up your ideas? Button up or buckle up? Unless you well, sort out your ideas. Very well, Buck up. I've answered your point in advance. I know, but just, I, I like, like to have a, a conversation in a linear fashion instead I know, of. but I sound like a Kremlin teleprinter at the moment. What I'm saying sound is. Like something, that if you exercise the <laughs> coercive powers of the state, you should be accountable via the mechanisms of the state. The current police we have are perhaps not the best that might be imagined, but giving the current coercive powers of the police to more or less unaccountable private corporations is not the way towards a market-based society. I got an on-the-spot fine um, when I didn't um, touch in and touch out on the Docklands Light Railway. I didn't understand it. They don't have the gates. You kind of just walk through, and I'd never been on there before. This is only a few years ago. I'm surprised I hadn't been on there before. Um, and I, the, the young gentleman demanded my name and address and mm. uh, um, uh, a fine... I don't like that either. No, I bet you don't. But he's no. got it. And he works just... He just works on trains. He was just having a go at people who hadn't touched in and touched out. This is far more serious, isn't it? Well, yes, it is far more serious. In, in, what, it, sorry, pardon me, in what is called a natural society, law enforcement and most corrective services, all corrective services, would be carried out via the market. There's no denial of that among libertarians. The point is that we're not moving towards a natural society or a market-based society at the moment. We're moving towards a situation in which the state retains all of its coercive powers, but simply outsources them to more or less private corporations. And whether or not you're a free market libertarian, if you have any interest in civil liberties and due process of law, you should be very concerned about this development. Sean, I have a civil liberty to sit in a hospital at two o'clock in the morning with my five-year-old son and not have someone off their face on ecstasy dancing in front of me in a sexually suggestive manner. I'm sure there are better ways of sorting these things out than to give the powers of the state to private contractors. For example... You could call the police, or you could yeah. simply throw these people into the street. Aha! Right, two points. First of all, the police are busy. They can't come out. So you're, al you're, allowing, you're allowing hospital staff, private contractors, to manhandle people who are mentally confused and dancing and put them, eject them out on the street with aggression? That doesn't sound very, very libertarianist. I'm uh, sorry, there's a fundamental difference. You're using defensive force there to put people into the street. They're just dancing. Look, if someone comes into your house and makes a new... Look, your point is irrelevant. They're just the dancing, no. Sean. No, if you throw someone out of your house, you're simply protecting your property. If you imprison him and demand that he must give you his name and address and pay a fine before you let him go, that is not using defensive force. And so if someone's making a nuisance of himself in a hospital, kick him into the street. Kick but him? Do not give private contractors okay. the coercive powers of the police. So just to clarify, Sean, and I, I love the sigh in your voice. It's, you've maintained it for the whole six minutes. Um, just to clarify, you don't want to give security guards the power to fine people, but they have got the power to physically kick people. Gosh. There's a, 
there's a fundamental difference between the two. But and one's a fine and one's violence. I hope your listeners have perhaps greater acuity than you have yourself. Oh, I think they've got acuity. What does acuity mean, Catherine? Google it for me. Um, so that you're saying it's OK, we don't want them to find people and demand their name and address, but they can physically, um, well, kick people, as you said. Got it in one. Thank you, Sean. Always a pleasure. We'll speak to you again, mate. Good day to you. And a good day to you. What are you doing today, Sean? Anything nice? Well, I imagine the day will get rather better from now on. OK. Going out for lunch? No. Am I on air still? Yes. OK, well... Do you want a coffee? Life is, my life is my own, but um, you have a nice day. Have we finished the interview yet? We have finished, yes, sir. Excellent, excellent. Do, well, you, do you fancy a lunch? If I said to you, I find your entire train of questioning somewhat impertinent, would you just switch the microphones off? No, they're still on. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. All right, what else do you want to talk about? Well, you could hang up, Sean, if you want. I mean, I'm genuinely enjoying enjoying the vibe. No, no, I'm not enjoying the vibes at all. I have a cold, I'm impatient, and I want to go and have a shower. Please do, sir. Turn the microphones off. You, you, You hang up, sir. Dr Sean Gabb there. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. And the M1 is slow southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. It's busy on the A1M2 southbound around Junction 8 for Stevenage and 7 for the A602. And on the A507 in Clophill, that is looking busy at the moment on the speed sensors in both directions around the junction for Bedford Road. On the A1 southbound, it's busy approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the St. Neots Junction. And Thameslink trains have a reduced service today between Bedford and Brighton and Luton and Sutton because of a staff shortage. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, the family of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital say doctors failed to spot she had a fatal condition. Sandra Porter's husband claims her death last January was down to negligence after they failed to diagnose gangrene. Two people have been seriously injured after being hit by a car in Luton. The accident happened in Kestrel Way early yesterday afternoon. And security guards at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage have been given new powers to tackle antisocial behaviour. The police have given six guards the power to demand names and addresses and issue fixed penalty notices. The weather will be cloudy with outbreaks of rain today, becoming drier by this evening. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are up to ninth in the Premier League after their 2-1 win at Newcastle. Watford boss Kike Flores was delighted with the results. I am really, really happy because I, 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 emotions with the team is amazing because they are, they are doing everything. They understand perfectly what is the plan. If we have to change the plan, they can do. So they, they, it's very, very, really exciting to, to, to lead this team because it's very, the emotions very high. 
Elsewhere, there were wins for Luton Town and Wickham Wanderers in League Two, but defeat for the MK Dons and Stevenage. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton was forced to retire from the Singapore Grand Prix. Red Bull's Daniel Ricciardo came second in the race, which was won by Sebastian Vettel. And on the day that Hamilton retired from a Grand Prix for the first time this year, Sebastian Vettel has lit up Formula One's night race. It's win number three of the season for him and Ferrari, his fourth in Singapore. It's been a masterclass. Great Britain are through to the final of the Davis Cup for the first time since 1978 after they beat Australia 3-2 in Glasgow. Andy Murray won in straight sense to give Britain an unassailable 3-1 lead. Very proud. Proud to be in the final. Proud of all the team for the journey that we've we've been on and now we get the chance to play for the, the Davis Cup in a few months. And at the Rugby World Cup, Wales beat Uruguay 54-9 in Cardiff. Defending champions New Zealand were made to work hard before beating Argentina 26-16. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock. This is Ian Lee on BBC oh, Three Counties Radio. Oh, OK. Um, I don't know when Justin's off next. Yeah. OK. Um, but can we get Dr. Sean Gabb to replace him? <laughs> he was a heck of fun. Imagine him taking that to the street. Mm. He was not... I'm not enjoying the vibe. I mean, you wouldn't have known. He's been on before, and uh, th- th- thank you for reminding me. Catherine this morning said, ah, we've got Dr. Sean Gabb on. I said, yeah. He's been on before and you didn't get on very well. I d- and I don't remember the conversation. Uh, and you were basically saying, do you want to drop him? Because last time he was on, and as soon as he started speaking, I remembered the conversation. He really wound me up and I got really angry last with him. Last time he was on, he didn't actually cover the subject we were discussing. He took it... He it was, was very, very anti-BBC. about the BBC. Yeah, yeah. very anti-BBC and it was, yeah. it was irrelevant. And I got really angry. That, though, I flipping loved. I loved... Justin! Yes, boss? Are you all right? If, if, if next, I don't know when you're off next, but if we get yeah. Dr Sean Gabb to replace you... Uh, if you want to. He is an absolute legend, isn't he? He's, I mean, the word player springs to mind. <laughs> player, To yeah. maintain that... Um, I've never heard so many sighs. Surely yeah. you have to stop and get your breath and have a sit-down. He's going to well, hyperventilate. You've got to say he's a, he's a natural broadcaster. <laughs> He was good. We'll get him back. Here's the thing. Anytime we can crowbar that guy into the show, Catherine, even though last time... I'm sure he'll make himself available. Last time he was on, (laughs) I said off air, I don't want that flipping plum back on again. I want him on every week if we can. He loved it. He loved it. We'll go out for lunch one day. It'll happen. Now, Catherine, this sugar story. Yeah. Remind me. The more sugars you have, the more common you are, is basically what um, researchers are saying. Apparently, the lower your social standing, the more likely you are to be used to having loads of sugar in your tea. Posh people don't like sugar, apparently. Yeah, well, they don't need it. Their life is sweet enough. Well, also, let's. Um, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to do what... If we were... Um, hang on a minute. Let me just do... Hang on a second. Guys, can you just bear with me? I'm going to do some production values that I'm these guys... These guys um, didn't do, Justin. I just think it would have made yeah. things a little bit... Oh, more fun. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I mean, Bear with me. Mm. Bear with me. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Um, let me find one. Um, okay. This is this is going to be tricky because I've got to jump to. All right. Here we go. So, uh, what are we talking about, Catherine? Cups of tea. No, I'm an idiot. Do it properly. What are we talking about? I, what do you want me to say? What are we talking about? Sugar. What are we talking about, Catherine? Well, not spice. I don't really know no, what the relevance of that is. No, I've stopped it earlier. All right. 
we're talking about sugar. What are we talking about, um, Kelly? Um, uh, Just uh, sugar. Sugar, sugar. Oh. Uh, uh, Have you broken it? No. Has Kelly broken it? Sorry. What are we talking about, Kelly? Sugar. I've got a sweet tooth, licorice drops and jelly rolls. I've got to see it, because I've not got an edit thing here. I've got to do it. Hang on. Hey, sugar daddy. There, there, we, go, there we go. What are we talking about, Justin? We're talking this morning, boss, about sugar. The Hammond organ. Well, I need a sugar daddy. Okay, and finally, um, for the moment, anyway, Catherine, what are we talking about this morning? Sugar. Oh. Do you know this song, Catherine? I'm guessing it's called Sugar. Well, hang on a minute. We might have to. See if you recognise the accent. It's yours. Oh. Don't sit around, you're going to put it on your waistline. Don't stand alone in these strangest of times. Scout, isn't it? There's it's no Manchester. The things that might happen. Here we go. What are we talking about, Catherine? Sugar. Um, in fashion. No. She heard it from someone in Hong Kong. Who, on the screen. who is it? There we go. What, what are we talking about? Sugar. Way high. I like it white with no sugar. Posh. Who is it? Clint Boone. Who? From the Spirals. Oh. Trying to be posh. What's so, he doing that for? Just re- hang on. Right. Uh, okay. If we <laughs> let's do it probably. So just remind us what are we talking about, uh, Catherine? Um, sugar. Proper production values, Justin. That would have all been edited into a nice 20 seconds. And would have taken less than 10 minutes. If you guys want some sugar songs Mm. in the package, just let me know. It's not a problem. I can do that. I just just think, you know, maybe we should... um... There isn't enough packaging done with um, appropriate songs underneath it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing now? I'm trying to find... Just talk to Justin. I don't want to. I'm trying to find Sugar Sugar (laughs) by the Archies, and I can't. Justin. The biggest selling song of 1969. Yeah, originally. And who was originally offered that song? Oh. Here's uh, the deal. Here's the okay, deal. Okay, okay. I, I think yep. I think you're going to say the monkeys. Absolutely correct. Yeah. The, the, the four monkeys, they're in a hotel room. Um, mm. Don Kirshner, their record Svengali, walks in and gives them each a cheque for a million dollars. He then presents them with four acetates of their next four singles. Michael Nesmith was furious that he was not being given the chance to write the next single. He punched a hole in the wall, turned to Kirshner and said, that could have been your face, mother flipper. Oh. They walked <laughs> out. They never recorded show. Sugar, sugar. Ah, uh, boss, you know who co-wrote that? Um, didn't Andy Kim write it? Yes, rock me gently, gently. rock me slowly. Anyway, rock me baby, touch my toes. What? what about Sugar Town by Nancy Sinatra? Oh, what about that? Yeah. <laughs> what about? Well, um, okay, no, I can't do that. I've got, I've got a. a, a anyway, anyway, we should probably do the thing, Catherine. Please produce. 
Do it. <laughs> You've taken this to the streets, Just. Yeah, according to the Daily Mail this morning, it says if you have sugar in your tea and your coffee, you are common. So things got slightly <laughs> tense out on the streets. Well, I've been approaching people, asking them, are you drinking tea or coffee? Have you got sugar? Are you common? Uh, this is what happened on the streets. Taking it to the streets with J Dog. Hashtag sugar. Morning, sir. What's your name? I oh, don't give that information out on her. That's, that's personal. Okay. Can we call you, sir? You can if you like, but don't be too long because I'm in a no, hurry. No, to that's get my fine. Sugar that's more. fine. Okay, sir. So, do you take sugar in your tea? No. Do you think people that do take sugar in tea in copious amounts, are they common as muck? No, I don't think they are. People are entitled to a choice. The people I think are common as muck are the ones that smoke, but still. Let's get the Australian perspective. Madam, how many sugars do you have in your tea? I don't have any. Do you think people that do, and I want the, the truthful Australian perspective here, do you think people that have a lot of sugar in their tea, do you think they're a bit common? That it's common? I guess it is. I'm not common, I just like sugar because I'm sweet. The Daily Mail saying you're common. Well, the Daily Mail yeah. talking rubbish. Well, they can go and get lost. They say that you're outrageous, they say that uh, you are common, and they say that you're letting your country down. They say that you should be emigrating right now. Well, I think they've got more important things to talk about than worrying about how many sugars people have in their drinks. You're quite angry about this, aren't you? Well, yeah, I'm not going to be called common because I have sugar in my tea. Let them discuss more important matters. Just finally, um, you're saying you're not common because you uh, have sugar in your tea. What's your favourite shop? Next. Okay. And uh, your favourite TV show? Uh, bargain Hunt. Thanks for your time. Jake, nice high viz. Um, you do take sugar in your tea and coffee. The Daily Mail this morning are saying that people like you, they're common. That's nice, isn't it? I think they're a bit stuck up saying something like that. So you're not common? No, I don't think I'm common. Why am I common? Well, they're, they're saying you are because common. you've got a lot of sugar in your, your tea and coffee. Pretty sure everyone in the country drinks tea and coffee, don't they? Yeah, Even the rich people drink tea and coffee. With sugar, though? Why not? What do they use instead? They don't have any. Well, that's their choice. It's down to choice then, isn't it? Do you think people that don't have sugar, do you think they're stuck up? No, not necessarily. I mean, mm. you know. There was a level of aggression there that can only be equated to common. Commonness. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Gosh, yeah I'm, was... I'm, not, I'm not common, mate. I'm not common. Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah, mm, uh, that was very, t very tense. That lady who liked necks and didn't like bargain hunt. Was no, she, she did a... like bargain hunt. Oh, she did. Was she wearing yeah. her slippers? <laughs> no, she street. wasn't actually. No, she wasn't. But, but the thing she, is, there's, yeah. a, there's nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm common. There's nothing wrong with yeah. common. I love no. my commonness. Yeah, there's I nothing wrong with common. Yeah, all right. Saying that, I don't take sugar. Admittedly, I, 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 my, I straightened myself out, sorted myself out, and made myself posh, and that's fine. <laughs> I bettered myself. <laughs> yeah, but what do we both love after the show? <laughs> we can't mention that. Yeah. A no Greg sausage roll. A Greg's, a Greg's dummy. Um, that, I, I did not think that would, there would be so much tension there, Justin. Well, there would be. If somebody comes up to you on the street randomly and says, how many sugars have you, have you got there in your tea or coffee? By the way, you're common. I, I knew it was going to get tense. Um, I played it um, very, very carefully to, to come back in one piece. So, yeah, that's the, uh, the word on the street this morning, boss. <laughs> Adam has... Uh, have you seen Adam's tweet? Yeah, Adam sent a very funny video of him uh, about to put some sugar into his, his cup of tea. Oh, resisting. And then resisting and putting a little sprinkle, thereby making himself popular. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, like the, I like the gentleman at the start. What's your name, sir? I don't give that information out. What? No. Never! <laughs> what about to enlist a hospital security guard? Because you'll have to. You'll have to do it. Justin, what's on your Christmas list? 
Uh, on my Christmas list this year will probably be uh, a vape stick. Oh, no. You going down that route? Yes, I am, mate, yes. Okay, got a problem well. with that? No, as long, I don't, no, I don't want you to Sounds like you have. I don't want you to get cancer. Well, so I want you. I want you to cut down on your smoking. I'd rather well, you stop altogether. Just stop. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. do it. You'll smell no, lovely. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that, guys. I need to go on the vape sticks first. I'm going to oh. become a vapist, and mm. I think you know, with a bit of help from the vape stick, it's going to get me there. Mm. Uh, well, uh, I I know that you could stop completely if if you so desired. But yeah, okay. I, as long as you stop smoking, then well, you do whatever you want. Actually, I'm not that bothered. All right. Okay, uh, so mate. vape stick. Yeah, please. Are you going to get one that looks like a hubbly bubbly hookah pipe? Uh, I think so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what flavour vape are you going to vape? Um, I want to go for a cigarette flavour, please. Oh. <laughs> Can I get fag flavour, please? Oh, yes. delicious. Do you do them in the flavour of fags, please? Yeah. I'd like they growlers, do. heavy growlers. <laughs> um, what's on your Christmas list? I haven't Kath? got anything. I no, actually don't, no, I don't want any more stuff. I've got no more room. Kelly, what's on your Christmas list? Oh. Hello, Three Counties Radio. The whole radio station? <laughs> She's nuts! Uh, I've got the new Beatles DVDs on my Christmas list, and I think I don't think it's too early to start. Justin, could you take Christmas lists to the street, please? Of course I can, with pleasure and delight. And I look forward to hearing from some Vox faces? <laughs> yeah, some Vox faces and some very tense faces as Thank well. Thank you very much indeed, Daily. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 is very busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. On the M1 southbound, it's slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And it's looking busy on the A41 in Hemel Hempstead southbound between Two Waters Road and the M25. On Amsham Road in Beaconsfield, it's very busy between Longbottom Lane and the A40 London Road. And in High Wycombe, the A404 is busy northbound, approaching the Handy Cross Roundabout between the M40 Junction 4. And on the trains, Thameslink have a reduced service to between Bedford and Brighton and Luton and Sutton as because of a staff shortage expected to cause the reduced service to go on all day. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. I always like it when I um, turn down one fader uh, and forget to put up my microphone and I'm speaking to myself. Rare bits of radio you never get to hear. 7.46, Monday, 21st of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The husband of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital say doctors failed to spot she had a fatal condition. A car has knocked down two people in Luton, causing serious injuries, and security guards at the Lister Hospital are being given powers by the police to tackle antisocial behaviour. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is quite a mild start to the day. We're looking at 13 Celsius at the moment. Just an outbreaks of rain just working their way through parts of Buckinghamshire and Bedfordshire at the moment to the western side, but they're going to move across eastwards. A dry spell behind then more persistent rain on its way, I'm afraid. So this afternoon's not looking too pleasant. Temperature's going to struggle underneath the rain. 15 Celsius, 59 degrees in Fahrenheit. Overnight we'll get some dry spells after the showers disappear, but then some scattered heavy showers arriving through the the early hours and into tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature down to 8 Celsius. Now these showers could be thundery and they're going to last through much of Tuesday. Sunny intervals or dry spells between them. The showers becoming lighter in the afternoon but still quite a mixed up uh, fairly autumnal day. Maximum temperature 16 Celsius. That's 61 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Cheers my dears. Thank you very much. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. What have you got for us, Liz? Can you beat leaving his scooter behind? Yes. 
I've left my knickers behind. But there is a way you can hear it all again. And he had been replaced with a baby grey budgie. What? Yes, it's been replaced. bbc.co.uk/slash Three Counties Radio. Yes, the idea of preparing for Monty yeah. Python made me aware that I enjoy being on stage, enjoy being in front of a live yeah. audience, Dad allowing you to listen to what you missed. Would you sue your neighbour, your friends, yes. if your child got hurt on one of their trampolines? bbc.co.uk/slash yes. Three Counties Radio. Rob. I would do that, Rob. Yes, I would to my neighbour, Rob. If the child got injured on a tramp on a trampoline, I wouldn't. Um, so it's my life going on a trampoline. Yeah, I went on a trampoline the other day for the first time since I was seven. Oh, it's horrible! It's all bouncing. I was all over the shop since that ferry. I genuinely think my Shatner's bassoon in my brain has been dis- become dislodged since I went on that ferry. I was on the trampoline for about 20 seconds and I said, I've got to get off, boys. I think I'm going to be sick. I went on a swing the other day. Oh, yeah. Flipping loved it. Yeah, swings are good. I'd forgotten about that feeling in your stomach that you get when you go on a swing. There is a hill. When I drive from, and I, as I do occasionally, from Uxbridge to Slough, there is a hill that they never got rid of that when we were kids, my dad would speed up only a tiny little hill and go really fast over and we would all leave our stomachs behind <laughs> every time I'm driving over that hill. I, I speed up and I still get that. I still leave my stomach behind it's me. It's brilliant, isn't it's it? It's brilliant. 03459 555 815 What texts have we got? I'm confused, says Janet in Cheson. Coffee at home, black, no sugar. Coffee out, latte, lots of sugar. I will spend the day dithering now. Am I common or not? Here's the thing. If you, so basically, if you have sugar, you're common. Mm. If you put your what's it in a pig's mouth, you're posh. That's kind of that's kind of how it works out. Any other Texas? My nephew takes six sugars in his tea and coffee. I'm surprised he's got any teeth left, says Dr. Watts. Yeah, so am I. And interesting chat. I can imagine Ian having lunch with the doctor talking about his monkey's collection, says Michael Fletcher. Yeah, it's going to happen. And when it does, I'm going to film it. Uh, Peter's in Warmer Green. Good morning, Peter. Oh, oh Peter! It. We lost Peter. Oh, not like that. No, hang on, don't say not, that. We've not lost him like that. Don't say like that because he's old. Although I say the surely you know, there's only so many more phone calls he's got left in him, isn't there? Isn't it? Let's hope they're to us. Is there? We'll come to Peter. We'll come to Peter in a little bit. Let's um, let's crack on with this, and you get Peter lined up, and we'll speak to him after this. A taxi driver. Oh my gosh, a taxi driver who um, well, let's let's get Mike on the line. Morning, Mike. Morning. Uh, Mike, um, we'll, we'll get to what the taxi driver's doing in a bit. Um, you've got um, a guide dog. Yeah. Um, and you were getting a taxi. No. Oh, I tell you what, you tell me the story. I went into Stony Stratford and was walking down towards the cafe. I had the high street on my left and the buildings on my right. And I got just in front of the cock hotel pub. Thank you. When my dog was suddenly thrown into my leg, um, I bent down and put my hand over her side because she'd gone slightly backwards, and that's very rare. Yeah. And up against her body was the back of what I later found out was a minicab. Oh. So I gave it two good whacks and shouted. The the minicab you gave the whacks to? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I had no way of knowing if it was still coming back. Can I ask, Mike, are you, are you completely blind? How, how is your visual impairment? I can just about pick out light and dark. OK, all right, thank you. So, as I say, I, I had no way of knowing 
whether he'd stopped, whether he was going to come back again. There was quite a lot of traffic. Yeah. So it was conceivable that he might still come back further. Um, uh, he did stop, and then I heard a voice from my left, a lady, call out, well, what do you expect? You've just hit his guide dog. And she then immediately said to me, I will be your witness. Yeah. And the driver, rather peculiarly, wanted me to walk out into the road to get to what I now know as his passenger window to talk to him. Well, you, you don't walk out in the road to have a conversation with a guide dog. No. <laughs> so I, re- I refused. I said, no, I was, you know, I wasn't going to speak to him. I wanted to sort out my dog. Yeah, and of course. The, the witness said the same thing, although she told him not to move until she'd taken down the details of his registration and the yeah. company he worked for, etc. So I was told by the police that they would be prosecuting for driving without due care and attention. And then last Monday I had a phone call from somebody else at the police saying the driver was executing a lawful manoeuvre and therefore they wouldn't be prosecuting. Flip. So I said, since when has it been lawful to mount the pavement and hit somebody? Yeah. And he wouldn't answer me. His next comment was, are you happy with this? And I said, no, I am not. Good for you. Well done. Um, And that was, he just said, if you want to complain, write in. And I thought, well, that's helpful to a blind man. You know. But now there's there's another twist in the story. Mm. So what's the driver doing now? Well, the police told me he was going to claim for damage to his boot. I'd dented it when I hit it. And that was the last I heard about <laughs> him. I'm laughing because this is insane. Let's just go back a little bit. The guide dog's Emma, isn't she? Yes. How is, how is Emma? She was a bit shaken up for, I would say, about four days. She was yeah. quite subdued. Um, she seems to be picking up now... But, of course, we won't... Whilst physically she's OK, it's whether it's actually damaged her attitude to traffic. Yeah, of course. Which is integral to you, you know, living a, a, a life and getting to the shops and stuff, isn't it? She's got to be uh, relaxed and confident yeah. anywhere. You want the dog to respect the traffic, mm. but not to be afraid. Mike, were you both on the pavement? Yeah. Definitely on the pavement. There was no chance that Emma might have got a little bit, you know, a little bit cocky and stepped no, into the road. The witness said, one of the other things she said was that um, we were clearly on the pavement and that the driver had made no attempt to look behind him or use his mirrors. Flip, right, there are... T- I, OK, so I know that the driver was, was, was attempting... Is he attempting to sue you? I'm not quite sure. I would imagine he's going oh. to try and claim off a guide dog insurance. What an absolute ass of a human being, and I don't say that lightly. What, an a- what a horrible, horrible person. You, you'd have thought he'd have been glad to get away with it. Yeah, wouldn't you, just? What a cheek! It's, and he must be... He's furious that you... <laughs> how hard did you hit that boot, by the way? What a, what a well, strong well, right hand. pretty hard, because I wasn't going to tap on yeah. it and say, excuse me, are you coming back? My intention was to say, oi... You stop where you are, son, because I'm here. Yeah. How are you feeling, Mike? Are you, are you shook up by this at all? It doesn't do your confidence a lot of good. No, of course I mean, not. when you're 
on the pavement there's enough to think of, especially in Stony, because there's, there's quite a lot of people around. There are obstacles on the pavement, you know, pots and waste bins and all yeah. sorts of things. So you need to concentrate on where you're going, not whether some moron is going to reverse into it. Here's the thing, right, the, the, the drivers are complete and utter cheese, let's say that, let's be polite and say that. For what, what an obnoxious person trying to get a few quid out of the fact that, you know, you're right, he should be gratefully got away with it. But also the police not pursuing it. He ran into your dog. And uh, uh, if he'd run into my... I've got a dog now. I know. I've come over to the dark side. If he'd run into my dog, I would pursue him through the courts. But also, it, it is slightly different for you because she is more than a pet. She, she's a working dog. Yeah. Yeah. Without her, I'm stuck. In All fact, right. as you know, I've only had her five and a half weeks. Yeah. Oh, I was dear. without a dog for about five weeks. I was very, very lucky that they found one to match me that quickly. Yeah. It could easily have been 12 months or even longer, perhaps two years. Mike, listen, so, we have to move on. Um, mm. Will you keep in touch with us and let us know how it goes? I think this is outrageous. I think the police have um, embarrassed themselves, to put it mildly, by not pursuing this bloke. Uh, and this bloke is a complete and utter... What a, what a low life. What a low life. I think, really, it's the Crown Prosecution Service. The police present what they've got yeah. and the decision is made by the CPS, not the police. Mike, can, uh, will you keep in touch with us and let us know how this story progresses? I will do, yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, <laughs> you won't end up in court, but if you do, do you know what? One of us will come down there with you and see what happens because this is, this is just outrageous on every level. Well, I've already had people last Saturday. I went to the same cafe by the market for a coffee and I've already had people coming up and saying, if there's any more trouble over this, we'll come and speak up for you. Yeah, oh, well, Mike, listen, you, you, you know, well, it sounds like you've got a lot of people on your side, and well done that woman as well who, uh, who was the witness, because I know, I've, 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 you know, yeah. sometimes people disappear into the crowd. I didn't see anything, so good for her. Yeah. Mike, we'll speak soon. Good luck. Thanks. Thank you, mate. Flipping heck! That's outrageous! I glimpsed at that story last night and I didn't read it properly. And I, I thought, as I woke up this morning, did I really read the taxi? No, the taxi driver's not going to sue him no, for damage to the car. He is. Had summoned him over, didn't even get out of the what cab to talk absolute... to him. Absolute. Oh, some people make me want to puke. He mounted the pavement. Um, uh... Peter, can we come to you after the news? Is that all right, boss? Yeah, sure. I just thought that was. It was Mike's story was so uh, fascinating. Can I, can I hang up for that for a moment? Well, have you got to go and do a poo? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay, Maybe Peter, you go do what you got. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very busy on the M40 heading out of London, so from the Swakeley's roundabout heading towards the M25, it's looking very slow. Approaching the Denham roundabout too, it's looking very busy. The M25 is slow anti-clockwise between junction 21 for the M1 and 15 for the M4. And in Beaconsfield on Amersham Road, it's looking slow between Longbottom Lane and London Road. In High Wycombe, it's very busy at the moment on the A404 northbound around the uh, M40 High High Wycombe Handycross roundabouts and the A1 Great North Road is slow southbound approaching the Black Cat roundabouts. In Aston Clinton on the A41 that's very busy at the junction for the Woodland roundabouts and Thameslink have reduced service today on all trains between uh, Bedford and Brighton and Luton and Sutton. There's a staff shortage so it means they'll be running at different times with some cancellations. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well Peter's off doing what he needs to do. Um... That story with Mike is incredible. Um, 
We should put a call into the cab company and see what they I mean. We may have done that already. I'd, I'd, I'd really follow the progress. Local here. and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Lee Acknew. The headlines, MK Hospital accused of failing to spot a fatal condition. A man charged over a stabbing in Wolverton and list a hospital security guards given new powers by the police. BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital are taking legal action against the trust. An inquest has already heard there were failures in communication and delays in surgery after Sandra Porter contracted gangrene. Sandra's husband, Keith, says it's left him angry. The hospital are now saying they don't accept liability and that's why we're going down the route of legal action. It's been well over 18 months now since Sandra died. Um, It may take another 18 months, I don't know. A man charged with stabbing a man in Wolverton has appeared before magistrates in Milton Keynes. 22-year-old Ulrich Unzi of No Fixed Abode has been charged with wounding the 34-year-old in the Gables on Thursday. Security guards at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage have been given new powers to tackle antisocial behaviour. The police have given six guards the power to demand names and addresses and issue fixed penalty notices. But Dr Sean Gabb from the Libertarian Alliance says he has serious concerns. I think it is very dangerous to give a private organisation or the employees of a private organisation the coercive powers of the state. I think it's um, a good general principle that if you have coercive powers, then you should be accountable via the mechanisms of the state. Nick Clegg will make his first major speech to Liberal Democrat activists since his resignation as leader at the party's conference today. He'll warn that leaving the European Union could lead to the breakup of the UK. Here's our political correspondent, Ross Hawkins. Nick Clegg will not be the sole face of the Lib Dems pro-EU campaign. He conspicuously failed to defeat Nigel Farage in two televised debates on Europe last year. But the party knows he can still draw the attention of the media. And Mr Clegg will take the opportunity to attack Labour for their internal disputes about the EU and the Conservatives for their record governing alone since May. The most senior medical figure in world rugby says the sports rules may have to change to reduce concussions. The chief medical officer, Martin Raftery, says reported cases have doubled in the last five years. How can we actually change the game, change the laws of the game, or change whatever it is to, to make the game safer? The biggest area where concussion is going to occur is in the tackle. So that will help us to look at the tackle and see what we can do to make it safer. In sport, Sebastian Vettel won the Singapore Grand Prix after Lewis Hamilton was forced to retire and Great Britain are through to the final of the Davis Cup for the first time since 1978. The weather will be cloudy with outbreaks of rain today, becoming drier by this evening. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius, 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news in sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Thank you, Lee. Sorry, you may have heard me scuttling back and forth during the bulletin there. Just talking to Catherine about that story with, um, with Mike. If you just tuned in, I don't know why that was squirrelled away at 10-2. That's, that, we're going to do that story again tomorrow, probably. Um, that should have, that, that should have, we should have done three hits on that, because that's an incredible story. And Mike told the story perfectly. Mike, uh, if you're still listening, I don't know, he may, he may be listening to Radio X and the new Chris Moyle show. We just don't know. Um, do we, do we're coming with you on this journey, buddy. Yeah. You, you ain't doing this on your own. We're going um, to put a call into the cab company. So let's get this straight. 
cab driver reverses onto the pavement, <laughs> hits Mike's guide dog. Oh. Mike feels the guide dog moving against his leg. That's the first he knows. Puts his hand down, feels the back of the car coming closer. You know, he can't see, so he doesn't know whether it's going to stop or not. So he bangs on the boot. Apparently the cab company is now suing him the for the damage. The, well, we don't know if it's the company or the driver specifically, but they're suing him for the damage, and the police said, well, there's nothing more we can do about it. I what? mean, flipping it. It's just... As soon as you mount the pavement, surely that's it. That's it. This anyway, is I failed my test for doing radio. that. No, I didn't hit anyone's guide dog. I did make an old man run. I passed my driving test for mounting the... Um, no, I'm joking. Uh, I, I passed my driving test first time. Did you? Yeah, I did. I would have done it if I hadn't... Um, Mounted exactly. the pavement and made an old man run. Um, Mike, we will we'll, we'll pursue this story because um, I've just <laughs> the more it's just it's still just sinking in. It's how outrageous. outrageous that is on every level! Right, let's put a call into the cab company. Let's see if we can get the witness, that wonderful human being who's there and and uh, <laughs> had a go at the driver. Well done, that woman. Uh, let's let's speak to the coppers. See, see why they're not pursuing it, and let's get someone from National Guide Dogs and for the blind. What's this about on. being able to sue the guide dogs insurance? I mean, yeah. Because those guy, those um, guide dogs have got so much money swelling around in their filthy rich organisation. Yeah, let's let's go and sue those guys, shall we? At what point do you think to yourself, Ah, oh, do you know what? Maybe I'm just taking this a bit too far. I'm gonna sue the guide dog people because I got a dent in my boot because I hit a guide dog. Sorry. Yeah, I hit a guide dog. The owner dented my boot. I'm going to sue those guide dog people. It'll come out of their insurance. Yeah, their premium will go up, but those guys are rolling in it. They must have loads of... You know, the thing is, if you sue the guide dog people, you get uh, you get paid back in uh, Coke can openers. That's what... Op- that's And milk bottle tops. That's what they pay you back with. Peter in Warmer Green. Peter, I hope you've abluted. What an amazing story. I'll tell you what, I, I think that's appalling. And it's, it's appalling about the police, too. It is. That, there's, everything about that story is stinky. Yep. Absolutely. We're gonna Absolutely. put shame, put them to shame, really. It, 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 you know, no one comes out of that well apart from um, Mike, the and witness, Emma. and Emma. They're the only ones that come Absol- out, uh, and all the people are. actually in the cafe who rallied round so, him as totally well. Totally agree with you. Uh, we're going to follow that story, Peter. We're, we're not going to let that one go, and we, we may come back to that tomorrow yeah, or later in the so week. Sure. And because um, also as well, right? Um, even if you get if you get involved in a car accident, even a tiny one, there's a there's an element of shock, all right? And I don't know what it's like for a blind person. I'm imagining it might be even a little bit more shocking, okay? So there's an element of shock. So uh, there's an element of concern about his dog. And now he's got this idiot is going to sue him. No, well, no, no. Let's let's get this let's get this story. Someone there should be holding their heads in shame anyway. Let's get this story and let's see if we can get this sorted out quickly because I don't want Mike to go through any more stress, bless him. Right. Anyway, Peter, what do you want to have a whinge about today? I was going to go on about being common. Oh, go you on. You do realize you do realize that some of our biggest traitors have been rich posh people. Oh, go on. They come from our elite universities. They left and right, not, not just one side. Yeah. Some loved Hitler and some uh, were communists. So when we're talking about common people, they're the people who fight and die for this country. Who fight and, and die? More so than anybody else. And they're, they're probably much more uh, loyal to the Queen, actually, because I know it seems a bit naff to fly a flag, but don't really, uh, people get ridiculed for doing it. <laughs> oh, no, it is naff to fly a flag. There's nothing. This is why I don't like common people, right? Because they have they have dirty um, flags of St George or dirty Union flags hanging out their bathroom windows or over their balconies. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> 
Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. A lot of them probably living in disgusting conditions. I was sticking up go. the other Here we day go. for homeless people. Yes. Right. There's 50 nationalities or former nationalities amongst those homeless people. Yeah. Now, that is not... Uh, they are <laughs> really living in squalor, some of them. Yeah. So they're not Where's squalor? That's East London, isn't it? Afraid. Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely not going to have a clean flag. OK. Um... Uh, well, um, so you're, do you have, do you have sugar or not? Is the question. I have sugar, yes. Well, you're common. How many do you have? Uh, no, that's a lot of people have sugar because that that is something sustaining. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's oh, me yeah. trying to wind this down. It's uh, something do sustaining. Th- yeah. Do you think everyone's eating well? Oh, hang on. You're not saying people are putting sh- uh, sugar in their tea and coffee because of food banks. No, I'm saying people have sugar because sugar at least gives them some uh, background to their food. <laughs> background well, to if their food. If you're going without breakfast, <laughs> if people are going without breakfast, they have they sugar are, in their tea. Uh, okay, yes, if people are going without breakfast, which they are, yeah. then sugar's good. What's on your I've Christmas? I've had sugar all my life, yeah. and uh, I've, I've lived a right by world about 25. Yeah. What's on your Christmas list this year, Pete? On my Christmas list, probably, probably a bag of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And have you ever have you ever done an initiation test with a pig? No, I've done an initiation test with in the army. <laughs> did it involve uh, uh, um, swine? No, it, did, it involved jumping over a six foot gap with someone on your shoulder in a fireman's lift. Ow. This is Ian Lee <laughs> on BBC Three Counties Radio. Have you? <laughs> I think I'd rather take the pig. That's the second. It's not. You don't take the pig. Oh. That's the second time Peter's mentioned he can do a fireman's lift. You noticed he did that last week. Yeah. Does he want to do a fireman's lift I on me? I think he's trying to demonstrate his butchness. Oh, dearie, dearie, mate. OK, well, thank you very much, Peter. Always enjoy your calls. 03459 555555. Um. Really sad story we've been uh, we've been talking about all, all morning. Earlier on, we spoke to uh, Sandra Porter's husband. Now, Sandra Porter is a woman who died in Milton Keynes Hospital, and the family are taking legal action against the trust. Sandra's husband, who we spoke to about an hour ago, claims her death last year was down to hospital negligence after they failed to listen to his concerns that she was deteriorating. Well, in June, an inquest delivered a narrative verdict on her death, finding that failures in communication and the delay in surgery resulted in missed opportunities. Dr Hamid Khan is a doctor and a lecturer from the National Health Action Party. Uh, doctor, one really straightforward question. First. I keep saying that the uh, inquest delivered a narrative verdict. What does that mean? Uh, hi, Ian. Um, uh, in all honesty, I'm not really sure. Oh, OK. I'm sorry to... Term, I'm, I'm not aware of it, to be honest. Then I'm um, sorry to have uh, thrown that at you. Sure, no, not at all. Presumably, it's uh, an outcome which goes through uh, the entire uh, process from the admission uh, of the patient through to their... Uh, through to what happened during the admission and afterwards. But in all honesty, it's a technical legal term. Uh, I'm not aware of exactly what it means. Um, As a doctor working in a busy hospital, I'm sure you get families all the time, don't you, saying, Doctor, you've missed something. No, hang on, what about this? And I guess that that you have to dismiss some of those, those calls, don't you? 
It's really difficult. I mean, certainly as, as, as doctors, we are taught to take patients' concerns very seriously. Um, I work in paediatric A&E for, in, in part of my job, and uh, in paediatrics, it's well known that when patients have concerns, uh, they are often very legitimate because they see their children all the time. Uh, they're m- most au fait with what they do normally. And the same is often true for people who look after very elderly people, particularly those who have to mention who can't uh, express their symptoms properly and this is uh, something that as a lecturer I teach my students as well to take relatives concerns very seriously and it's really interesting if you look at the National Institute of Clinical Excellence's guidelines NICE which produces the guidelines which pretty much all doctors in Britain follow, uh, they actually state increased parental anxiety as part of a criteria uh, for referring children on for specialist investigations. So that's how seriously we take relatives' concerns. Now, obviously, it's, it's very difficult for family members because if you have somebody who is unwell and in hospital, then uh, it is quite understandable that uh, things may make you anxious, uh, which perhaps don't reflect some uh, any sort of deterioration or anything of concern. And filtering between those and more serious concerns or other concerns which reflect something um, abnormal in patients can be quite difficult for doctors often, particularly if you, if you are looking after lots of patients um, on a large ward and you're already overstretched as it is and so on. I've got um, cards on the table. I've got two members of my family that are doctors and they work in hospitals. And um, I um, know that they work really hard. And I also know that they don't go into hospital each... You know, they they go in wanting to save people and to make people better. There are no doctors that go in and go, right, let's let's see who, you know, who's going to die, who we can kill today. That's not the attitude. But do you think, doctor, that sometimes doctors do... They can be a little blasé... A little bit, I know best, and I know that that person is okay. Certainly there has been a shift away from that culture over the last sort of 20 or 30 or 40 years. Um, increasingly, there is a huge emphasis in medical schools where doctors are trained on things like communication and on the softer people skills, as it were, and on things like empathy and so on. So certainly there's been a huge shift away from Because doctors aren't always great at, at people skills. And, you know, and I, I'm not saying there's a criticism. It's an observation I've made. They're, you know, they're brilliant and knowing medical stuff, but sometimes their people skills can be a little bit lacking, can't they? Well, certainly the emphasis on people skills, as you as you rightly put it, has increased massively uh, over the last 15 or 20 years. There was uh, a GMC initiative called Tomorrow's Doctors um, uh, 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 about 15 years ago or so, which recommended that things like communication skills and empathy should be at the forefront uh, of training doctors. And that is what we're seeing pretty much in all medical schools. Those people skills are not only taught extensively and rigorously uh, at medical schools to student doctors, but they're also used as part of the selection criteria to select A-level applicants uh, as a marker that they will become good doctors. So there is increasing emphasis on it. Um, as to whether doctors have good people skills on, I guess it's, it's, it's very difficult for anyone to gauge. You only go by your own experiences, yeah. don't you? Certainly the new doctors who I see, the newly qualified doctors, um, and the medical students who I teach, uh, are far more empathetic and far more 
and far better with people uh, than many of the of, of the older uh, generation have been at times. Although Doctor, it's not to stereotype either. either no, of course. Doctor, we're running out of time. I've got 30 seconds. Do we expect too much from our NHS and our hospitals and our doctors? We, 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 people die. Uh, and, and, you know, and that's that's inevitable. Do, do we expect too much, too much healing from uh, our medical staff? I think certainly we've got a situation at the moment where as a country we have a very ageing population with increasing medical and social needs intertwined with each other. And at the, at the, as a result of that, the burden on the NHS is increasing. In addition to that, we're also under financial strain and there are massive recruitment and retention uh, problems uh, with staff in key areas like A&E and general practice and nursing. So as a result of that, in my personal opinion, I think patient expectation will have to be recalibrated if the NHS is to survive over the next few decades. And uh, with regards to your question, certainly patient expectation is something that needs to be looked at. And the other thing that I would add is that this situation is not helped by many of our politicians uh, often devising proposals and policies which are uh, very consumerist in nature, which are very orientated towards convenience rather than medical need. Uh, and we, we, we know that the current government is talking about seven-day uh, the seven-day NHS and providing elective routine care, which doesn't need to be provided on weekends, on weekends uh, to facilitate that convenience, when at the same time, um, money for cancer drugs, for example, and the funds which go uh, towards drugs which treat people with cancer uh, is declining. So certainly the emphasis that we're putting on the whole consumerist ethos uh, needs to reduce uh, in my opinion. And Doctor, I've, I've got to end it there because we're out of time. Dr Hamid Khan, doctor, lecturer from the National Health Action Party. And uh, by the way, you know, thanks for fixing people. You know, those people go on to fix people and they do a brilliant job. Thank you, Doctor. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M. On the M1 southbound, it's busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And on the approach on the A5 southbound, it's busy from Lynch Hill towards Old Watling Street. In High Wycombe, the A404 northbound has delays approaching the M40 High Wycombe Handicross roundabout. And in Clophill, the A6 has queues between Back Street and the A507 southbound. The A1 Great North Road also looking very busy from Thamesford towards the Black Cat roundabout that's northbound. On the trains, Thameslink have a reduced service today between Bedford and Brighton and Luton and Sutton. It's affecting trains all day because of a staff shortage. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.18, uh, Monday the 21st September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Hospital is being accused of failing to spot that a woman had gangrene, which led to her death. A man accused of a stabbing in Wolverton has appeared before magistrates. And security guards at the Lister Hospital are being given powers by the police to issue fines and demand names and addresses. On Inside Out, we asked, do we need drastic measures to tackle the housing shortage in the East? Ideally, we would like people who are in their older age group to downsize to leave family housing for those who've still got families. A tough line is being taken with rough sleepers, but is stopping handouts the answer? Rather than, than giving people handouts and then become reliant on those handouts, actually give them the support and advice that they need to actually make a positive change. And we get a look at the house you and I might be living in in the future. That's Inside Out with me, David Whiteley, tonight, 7.30 on BBC One.
Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot to say, they fixed my mum. She got the cancer all clear. How cool is that? She got the all clear last week. Brilliant. They fixed her. She was going to have um, a double mastectomy. She was gowned up and everything, she? Wasn't was she was gowned up, ready to go, and um, they fixed her. She's got, she's, she's got everything, breasts and all, you know, all intact. Isn't that mad? That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? So thanks, doctors and nurses. You did that. You fixed my mum. Means I'm still some way off the inheritance, but never mind. Swings never, and roundabouts. Swings, <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Eric's on the line. Morning, Eric. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Yeah, I would say it's a great thought off her mind, a great weight off her mind from that point of view of your mother. It's Well, I'm, 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 I'm making light yeah. of it, but it's brilliant news, and we all had a little yeah. celebration last week, so well yeah. done, and thank yeah. you to, uh, you know, to uh, High Wycombe Hospital, and also elements of um, a hospital in Slough that uh, uh, helps. So it's brilliant. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Eric, what you got? Um, we'll talk about the guide dog. Yes. Um, the, if this uh, taxi driver has had an accident, I believe by the by the mere fact of his licence, he has to report it to the licensing authority that licenses for his taxi. So it might oh. be an idea to have a word with them. I, I wonder. The, I wonder, uh, Catherine, who is the licensing authority? It would be Milton Keynes, I think. Oh, Milton Keynes, that's been embroiled in all kinds of uh, the, the taxi licensing scandals but in the, the past. But they are clamping down on their taxi drivers at the moment. Okay, well then yeah. we'll speak to them tomorrow as well, yeah. shall we? I'm assuming he may have been a visiting cabbie. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, obviously the lady's got the the details. Whether she's got his license plate number is a different matter. But I mean, that will all be part of the uh, inquiry. But I think if you talk to the ca- uh, cab company. Um, I doubt very much whether you'll get much information no. from them. I doubt it, but we, we have a, a team of uh, crack journalists who are working at the BBC, and they can advise the people that work on this show. Um, I'm joking. We, we're going to make lots of phone calls today and follow this, because this, this story, I think, is uh, deserves a lot more attention. It does, It's yes. just incredible. That poor fella, that yeah. poor fella, he's had his dog knocked into. Fingers crossed she's going to be OK. He's been stressed by the the whole incident. Then he finds out the the, the police aren't going to pursue the driver, and then he finds out the driver's pursuing him. It's yeah, just it's, outrageous. It is. It's ridiculous. It's uh, the same with uh, a burglar who tripped over in somebody's garden, oh, and, yeah. uh, and then he injured himself, and he tried to sue the person for damages. I love I love those stories, uh, Eric. I've got to move on. I love those stories. I love it when uh, someone comes into your house and breaks their arm and then they sue you for breaking their arm. I don't know if that's ever actually happened, but in my head it has. There was that story about the couple who fell through a glass chair, wasn't there? Sorry, what were they yeah, doing? They, oh, I don't want to know. Oh. But apparently they uh, they were angry enough to sue their mates whose house they were at. Uh, it's outrageous, isn't it? it I'm trying is. to think of um, jokes about the story we're not allowed to talk about today. Yeah. The swine minister. Yeah. You've done rasher things. Um, the Swine Minister mm. is, is mine. Yeah. Copyright Ian Lee. So if anyone puts that on a T-shirt, I want fifty uh, percent. The Swine Minister. Yeah. I think he needs a bit of work. No, I, I think it's finished. Do you? It's definitely, definitely finished. Yeah, that's it. It's done. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Hammeron. Kelly did that one. Don't nick it. That was my joke. I had to explain it to Kelly. Well, I've got... got. uh, Probably best you run it past management as your junior and I don't want you to get sued for libel. What's the other one? Would we get sued for that? We get sued for that. Okay, I'm glad we did that off mic. 
Security... I just did... That's... Security guards at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage have been handed limited police powers to tackle crime. So, if you make a nuisance of yourself, they'll have the power to issue fixed penalty notices and demand your name and address. And if they, you refuse to give your name and address, well, they're going to get blooming angry. Neil Alston chairs the uh, Hertfordshire Police Federation and joins me now. Morning, Neil. Morning, Ian. Uh, what do you think about uh, the, the, the handing over of some of these powers? Uh, so I think it's probably a misnomer to call them police powers. Uh, they're powers, and uh, it gives them ability to, to do certain things. Uh, I mean, the scheme's been running for quite a long time, um, and it's really not an issue for, for my members as, uh, as police officers. Does it, does it free up... I mean, how often do you lot get called to, to hospitals and A&Es because there's some, you know, idiots who's got a little bit leery? Does it happen a lot? Absolutely, it does happen a, a, far too much, in fact, which is obviously why there are security guards at the Lister. I mean, the scheme's a good idea because it means these people are accredited and trained, um, so at least there's some uh, uh, degree of uh, safety about uh, knowing that they know what they're doing. Because it must be... Um, I, I, I mean, I, I haven't been to A&E on a Friday or a Saturday night for a long time, but I have been, and they were idiots, and I think the coppers got, call, got called in then. And, um, you know, it, it's a little bit of a cliche, but you, you've got better things to do than go and sort out scuffles at A&E and things, haven't you? Absolutely, but then the public safety is public safety wherever yeah. it happens, and uh, police officers need to attend to um, to sort these things out. But obviously, with the dwindling number of, of officers, uh, anything that helps uh, keep the public safe without our involvement is a good thing. We spoke earlier on to uh, Dr. Sean Gabb. He's the director of the Libertarian Alliance. He was um, suggesting that this was the thin end of the wedge, and that once we start. Um, handing out powers like this to private companies. It's the beginning of the privatisation of the police. What would you say to that? Um, That's a point of view, but as I say, uh, it's been happening since 2008. I absolutely would be concerned about the privatisation of the police, but as I say, I think this is probably a misnomer to call them police powers. There's some powers, and uh, there's all sorts of agencies uh, across the country who have powers, um, but uh, they're not the privatisation of the police in these circumstances. OK. All right, now, listen, I just said thank you to a doctor for um, fixing people. You know, thank you for doing all you do and stuff. You, you're getting a... You lot getting a hard um, a hard time at the moment in the press, so, uh, you know, thanks for getting criminals and stuff. That's much appreciated, Ian, and uh, if, uh, if we could have more officers, if you could sort that out for me, that would be much appreciated. I'll have a word with David Cameron. If he's, I think he's having bacon for breakfast, but I'll have a word and we'll see what we can sort out, Neil. There wasn't a reference to the police. That was a reference... Oh, blimey, now I'll get myself in terrible trouble anyway. Thank you, Neil. Genuine. The, the police are having a rough time in the papers at the moment, and uh, yeah, there's, there's some dodgepots and there's some you know, silly stuff going on, but you, you go and arrest some criminals. You go and catch some criminals. You go and bust down someone's door at um, three o'clock in the morning and uh, arrest them for being a dodgepot. Thanks to those guys as well. Yeah. Thanks to the um, fire services for putting out the fires. Um, You're going to do all the people who help us? Yes. Good. Thanks to the... Uh, lollipop. An- the lollipop. People. I'm not thanking them. They are superfluous. Oh, we no. don't need the lollipop people. We don't need the lollipop people. You, you know that they... Don't you like to see them? No, I don't. And they're a welcome no, they addition? Annoy me. They annoy me. I'm suspicious. Oh. Yeah, I am. Uh, and they just annoy me. We don't need them. Particularly the ones that buy... Uh, I, find th- I find them arrogant. <laughs> what? <laughs> I find them arrogant. They can't be arrogant in that get-up. Anyone that stops traffic that isn't a police officer... It's got balls of steel. Well, I, I, particularly the ones that that um, hang around near um, schools. That's weird. Well, that's where they're supposed to hang around, isn't it? I don't know, is it? 
And, and for hanging around, see, work. Well, you say work. They get paid a stipend. Um, okay, so anyone else? <laughs> uh, 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 and also the ones that hang around by Pelican Crossings. What do you think about dinner ladies? Got a lot of respect for those those girls. Mm-hmm. What the ones that stand around in the playground? Well, that's, I think that's, chances. that's lunch duty. I'm talking their about chances. the ones. I'm talking about the ones that, that that serve that mashed potato on the plate with a. Yeah. I thought we, I thought we were getting love. We used to have one called the Walrus because <laughs> she was a big lady with a moustache. We used to have a dinner lady called Mrs. Crossley. Uh, right, right. Have you, is that actually her real name? Yeah, Mrs. Are you about to be rude about She's her? She's probably dead. Well, no, you can't. There's a, and it was up north. You, well, I mean, and she did this thing to me that I think allows me to say what I want about her. Well, okay, go on. I broke my arm in the morning messing about, yeah. showing off. Yeah, broke my arm. Didn't realise I'd broken my arm. All through school I went because I'm a rock. Right, I'm like SAS. Something that sounds like rock. <laughs> Lunchtime, I couldn't get my fork up to my mouth because I had a broken arm. Do you know what Mrs. Crossley did? She yanked it up. Grabbed my yeah, elbow and went, don't yeah. be daft, a sore arm won't stop you from eating. Wouldn't have stopped her, she was massive. Yeah. Anyway, after that, she was as nice as pie to me when I came back to school because yeah. she realised what she'd done. Yeah. Right? She'd Do you know what she gave me? By means of, um, well, I think a sweetener. Tamagotchi. Cactus. <laughs> Cat- We've got some cacti. They are the cacti. Here we go. It was tiny and it was wrapped in, it didn't even have any soil in it. It was just like if she'd pulled it out, okay. you know, that'll well, sort it. Uh, okay. well, this, that was this, compo in the 1980s. This opens up a whole, uh, 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 your dinner lady stories, please. Um, <laughs> when have you uh, broken a part of your body? Um, when have you been given a cactus? We've got cacti, they're rubbish. What are they for? They're Forget for it about, that's what they're for. And i tell you what's rubbish as well, the Venus flytrap. I fancy one of those. We've just got some. And the boys are going, look daddy, it'll bite my finger. And they put their finger in, it doesn't do nothing. My mum used to have a very favourite cactus. It wouldn't die, right? It was massive. Do you yeah. know what it's called? Errol Flynn. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, for goodness sakes. Um, okay, so um, uh, broken arm stories. Your stories about dinner ladies. How many cactus, uh, cacti have you got? And have you named uh, something after a dead film star's penis? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking very slow at the moment on the M1 southbound past Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 7 for Hemel Hempstead. On the M25 it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 15 for the M4. And the M40 is slow from the Swakeleys roundabout heading towards the M25 past the Denham roundabout. It's very busy. In Aston Clinton on the A41 it's slow at Aylesbury Road by the Woodland roundabout where the roadworks are. And northbound on Wendover Road the A413 in Aylesbury that's looking very slow at Walton Green by the Aristocrat traffic. Lights. On the train to Thameslink have a reduced service between Bedford and Brighton and Luton and Sutton because of a staff shortage, but tickets are being accepted on other services. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Lee Ack. New the headlines. The family of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital say doctors failed to spot she had a fatal condition. Sandra Porter's husband claims her death last January was down to negligence after they failed to diagnose gangrene. 
A man charged with stabbing a man in Wolverton has appeared before magistrates in Milton Keynes. 22-year-old Ulrich Unzi of No Fixed Abode has been charged with wounding the 34-year-old in the Gables on Thursday. And security guards at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage have been given new powers to tackle antisocial behaviour. The police have given six guards the power to demand names and addresses and issue fixed penalty notices. The weather will be cloudy with outbreaks of rain becoming drier by this evening. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius, 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are 10th in the Premier League after their 2-1 win at Newcastle. The Hornets boss, Kike Flores, was delighted with the results. I am really, really happy because I, 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 emotions with the team is amazing because they are, they are doing everything. They understand perfectly what is the plan. If we have to change the plan, they can do. So they, they, it's, it's very, very, really exciting to, to, to lead this team because it's very, the emotion is very high. Elsewhere, there were wins for Luton Town and Wickham Wanderers in League Two, but defeat for the MK Dons and Stevenage. Engine trouble meant Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton failed to finish the Singapore Grand Prix, which was won by Sebastian Vettel in the Ferrari. Hamilton's lead in the Drivers' Championship is now 41 points, says it was a missed opportunity. I was feeling so optimistic, and I really felt that I was easily keeping up with them and I had more pace in the car, so I was getting excited you know, for, for pits, pit stops and you know, when I had to start pushing and that. Perhaps I could get up. So I was in my mind. I think I thought, you know, I might have the chance to win this race, but you know, then I lost. Uh, I lost power. Great Britain are through to the final of the Davis Cup for the first time since 1978 after beating Australia 3-2. Andy Murray won in straight sets to give Britain a 3-1 lead. Two match points to take Britain back into the Davis Cup final. Murray serves forehand reply from Tomic is wide. And Andy Murray has done it, and Britain are into the Davis Cup final for the first time since the 1970s. And at the Rugby World Cup, Wales beat Uruguay 54-9 in Cardiff, and defending champions New Zealand were made to work hard before beating Argentina 26-16. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. In a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago Expansion started way The earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall We built the pyramids Math, science, history, unraveling the mystery That all started with a Big Bang Since the dawn of man is really not that long As every galaxy was formed in less time than it takes to sing this song A fraction of a second and the elements were made The bipeds stood up straight, the dinosaurs all met their fate They tried to leave but they were late and they all died They closed their asses off the oceans in Pangea See a wooden bar to be a set in motion by the same Big Bang It all started with the Big Bang It's expanding Big Bang. Music and mythology. Einstein and astrology. It all started with the 
This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Have we got any texts? Because um, yeah. <laughs> here's a surprise, guys. The new text machine doesn't work. We've got a lot um, talking so about a certain see. story that we can't talk about. But yes, Mark in Bedford, that is what we're saying. Um, oh. A lot of taxis that serve Stony Stratford are registered in South Northamptonshire, says Helen in Just Milton remind Keynes. us of what this story is, please. This is about uh, the guy called Mike, who was walking along the pavement with his guide dog uh, when his guide dog started to veer into his leg, which is unusual. And then when he put his hand out to find out what was going on with the dog, he found that it was being it was being reversed into by a cab. So he bangs on the boot and uh, of the cab that was mounting the pavement at this point, I should uh, say. And now the cab driver is uh, trying to <laughs> sue him for damaging his vehicle. It's just outrageous. We're going to pursue this story. Absolutely. Something rotten. Sorry, I'm, I'm, but you can hear me typing, can't you? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. OK, we'll carry on. Can Phil, you... Phil. Okay, so that's what's happening. And, uh, yeah, we had uh, Helen there saying that apparently um, we might have to go look to Northamptonshire. We'll okay. find out. It'll we'll, be we'll pretty it. easy, I think, well, to they, find they, out they, who, they, who he, done what. He knows the cab company yeah. and uh, stuff, so we'll, 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 we'll get in uh, touch. Wilson! Hello! Oh, it's... Oh, hang on a second, hang on a second. I think I... Just, just, just wait there, Wilson. I'm so light on my fingers that uh, I can um, I can out you. Hang on a second, hang on a second. This, I believe... Oh, no, hang on. Hang on a minute. I know what I'm doing. It's not because I'm busy replying to an eBay email. Um, here we go. Right. Oh, no, that's not you. Hang on a second. Oh, wait, no. That's not you are listening to Ian Lee, no. BBC Free Counties Radio. What an idiot. Right, that's, yeah. that's this, this young lady. And also this one. I am broken Britain. What have you got to say for yourself, young lady? I'm a boy. Boy, I mean, a boy, I mean. I'm joking. Hey, Wilson, how you doing, man? You're right. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, good, thank you. Your mum and dad came and saw me in Cambridge on uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. What did they say about the show? They said that it was very good. Okay, how many stars would they have given it out of five? Four and a half. Okay, well that's because because I got I got three stars in the Argus uh, the, the Brighton Argus. Very snooty writer. Give me three stars. Now listen, three. Jasper Carrot also got three stars. Crosby, Stills, and Nash only got four stars. So you know I'm happy with That'll that. Do. But I, three stars is you know the stars are out of yeah. five. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so that's okay. Well, that's not so bad. Uh, Barry Cryer got four. Barry Cryer only got four. Mm. Uh, and you'd rec- they showed me a video that you recorded. Now, it looked like you'd recorded this video under duress. Was there somebody off camera with uh, a gun pointed at you? No. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. Is there someone off phone now with a gun pointed at you? No. OK, well, in that case, everything's groovy. I, 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 There's I, nothing here apart from a living room. OK, well, hang on a second. Are you home alone? Are you home alone, Wilson? Do I need to send uh, someone? No. My mum and dad are in the other room. Good. What are they doing in the other room? That's the question on everybody's lips, Wilson. No, they're listening to Ow. me. OK, well, good. What have you got for us today, Wilson? What would you like to contribute to, uh, not just the show, but let's be honest, society in general? I don't really know, actually. And that's the problem with you youngsters. Yeah, you've got, you've got, You've got nothing to aim for. How old are you? What are you, 15, 18? Uh, no, I am 10. OK, you're well, 10. I'm 9, but I'll be 10 in a month. Well, hang on a oh, second, you're 9. already. You're 9? Yeah, I'm 9, but, but then what's all this? less than a month. OK, well, Doesn't I'm, count. I'm, I'm 50 in seven years. What's that? Jeez. Oh, my. Flipping heck. What does that feel like? Awful. God. Anyway... So you're, you're what I would have called back in the day, Wilson. Uh, in 1982, I would have said, I'm nine and three quarters. Mm-hmm. 
Do, do you guys not do that anymore? The three quarter no, thing. We actually don't. You just lie about how old you are, and you you say you're a year they older than up. you actually are. You round up. Mm. Unbelievable. Well, listen. When I was nine, I knew what I wanted to do, and I wanted to be. And it's funny how these things work out. I wanted to be a police officer. So I had something to aim for. Well, there must be that you must have an idea of. But, but okay. So you're nine. I'm forty-two. What? Where? What do you see your life looking at? Looking like when you're forty-two years old? Hopefully to be a lawyer. Lawyer, like it. You gonna be married? Uh, sorry. Are you gonna be married? Yes. Kids? Yep. How many? I don't know. Three? Don't know. Two? One. Just one kid. Start with one. I'd start with one. Boy or a girl? Uh. Hmm. Probably won't matter even less than a boy. What are you going to call him? Hmm. I don't know. Steve? Steve might be back in fashion by then. Colin? Wayne. How about you could call him um, Dave, like Dave Luton? (gasps) Do you know what's the name that we need to revisit? Yeah. Dean. Dean. Hard Dean. All the bullies in my school and my life have been called Dean. My first love was called Dean Bottomley. I might just call him Barry. There we go. Nice. Barry from the Watford. Barry from the Watford. That'd be nice. Um, okay, so you got that. You're a lawyer. You're earning a lot of money. Um, whereabouts do you think you might live? Nothing. No I don't know. Okay. Yeah. The, the, Wilson, uh, what I'm hearing is a lot of vagaries. Okay. Um, uh, you, you really need to start focusing. In R- Dubai, hopefully. In the where? Dubai. In Dubai. Oh. Um, listen, you're about to approach double figures. What date is your birthday, by the way, Wilson? My birthday is October 22nd. Right, I'll tell you what we're doing. We're giving the whole show over to uh, Wilson on October. It's his guest show. Guest editor. You're the guest editor. They have that on... Um, Women's Hour. Women's Hour. They have it uh, on The Guardian sometimes and The Sun Bizarre page. Wilson, you're the guest editor on your birthday. That means you get to decide what we talk about and what guests we have on, within reason, Yes. on that show. You up for it? Yeah, I'm right. up for it. Don't have, a, have a think about it. I want three things that you love. I want you to list them for me. Maybe not now. Have a think about it, and we'll yeah. make it work through that. Hmm. You're about to enter double figures, man. This is this yeah. is this is the big one. This is it. The big one zero. Yeah. Wilson, you've got our details. Send us an email with your ideas. You're the guest yeah. editor on your. But what day of the week is it? I hope it's a Saturday because then we can have Hang to on, do what it. What date did he say? Again? October the twenty second. <laughs> what day of the week is it, Wilson? I think it might be a Thursday. Oh, oh no, we have to do it then. Actually, I've said it and it's a stupid idea and we actually have to do it now. Flipping it. You and your mouth. All right, Wilson, let's keep in touch uh, and right. uh, you, you'll be the, the, the guest boss on your birthday. All right. Cheers, ta-ta. Bye. Bye-bye. There we go. He didn't sound as thrilled about that as I thought he might. Yeah. Yeah. Kids. Kids these days. Broken Britain. Probably off to, to buy a, a can of hooch from mm. the local offie. Yeah. Neck that before he goes to school, if he bothers to go in. Won't have done his homework. Uh, the, sorry, miss. Where's your, where's your homework, Wilson? Sorry, miss. The dog ate it. Oh, really? And what do you intend to do about that? Well, miss, what do you intend to do about that? <gasps> Kids these days make me so angry. Disrespectful. Dis- disrespectful and disgusting. 03459 455 555. What can we do about the state of uh, broken Britain and the children? What is in it? Janet wants us to tell us what the, her, what the story is. No, Janet. What story? the story we can't talk about. Oh, well, basically, you know your Prime Minister? Someone's written a very interesting book about him. And made some suggestions about what and, he might have done at university. And you know your bacon? I'd wash it. <laughs> <laughs> Explains why Ed Miliband had such trouble with that butty, doesn't it? Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs>
Oh, dear. That's, and that really is what I like to call a sausage sandwich. <laughs> pulled pork. Pulled, yeah, pulled pork. Come on now. Um, have we got any, any texts that we can read? <laughs> Anything? No? I know a chap, says uh, Richard oh, from Flitic. I know a chap who sat on a board to select students for medical school. Oh, yeah. He said at least half of all accepted had signs of being on the autistic spectrum. This oh. apparently was a real plus as memory is regarded as more important than interpersonal skills. I'm not sure this still goes on, says Richard. Right, all this stuff, right? Um, <laughs> all this stuff. Um, like like deaf people, blind people can hear better, mm. and autistic people have got better memories and can do. Some Rain, have some. What Rain Man was a myth, wasn't it? Rain Man was um, was a Disneyfication of autism because that, no autistic people can't count matches really quickly. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Do you remember the Rain Man? Yeah, I do remember the Rain Man. I think they are more. Here's the thing: my friend's uh, son turned out to be autistic. Yeah, and. He could read by the time he was about three, but he didn't understand what he was reading. He kind of learnt a pattern. My generation, who lived in the southeast of England, okay, the first time we ever encountered autism was on London Tonight, hosted by Alistair Stewart. Now, people remember this. It was a young black lad, right? And he was autistic, but he was really, in inverted commas, good at drawing. So they had a little film of him on the South Bank drawing, like he, drew, he was drawing the, seen it. He, he drawing the 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 the, the horizon. Okay, so he's got St Paul's and all of that. It was all he did it quickly, and you could tell what it was. But um, I mean, it wasn't. But this the story was, and this was, I guess, I'm going to say about 1984. If anyone, you if you if you saw it, you'll remember this because it was the kind of thing that was, um, you know, we, we went to school the next day, and instead of being caring and sensitive, God, you see that young, we all took the mick out because we were kids. We were 10, 11, 12 year old kids. Is what we did. Um, and he did these drawings. I remember him drawing St Paul's, and it was, it was all right. A, I wonder if what he's up to now, if he's still drawing. But B, the implication was. All autistic people have kind of got special powers. This boy's special power is he can draw just just by glancing at things. Um, and but then so can people who haven't. So can some people who mm. haven't got autism. Do you know, what am I trying to say? Is um, I think it's about picking out patterns. Yeah. Some people on the spectrum are, are particularly tuned to that. That they'll pick out patterns. You know, so they'll be able to yeah. read music, but if you listen to them playing the music, it's like they're typing. They're, they're copying anyway. it exactly, but there's no feeling to it. Anyway, I look forward to someone completely mishearing what we've said now and a pop at me on Facebook later on. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M at South Mims. It's also busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 15 for the M4. And the M1 is slow southbound looking at the cameras between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. The A1M southbound is very busy from Junction 9 for Letchworth to 7 for Stevenage. And on the A1 southbound it's busy from the St. Neots Junction approaching the Black Cat roundabout. On the trains Thameslink still have a reduced service between Bedford and Brighton and Luton and Sutton because of a staff shortage. It's affecting trains all day with some cancellations. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. So I'm just trying to um, book the bare naked ladies on the show. We'll get the bare naked ladies on the show. It's going to happen. I love them. Yeah, we're going to. We're going to. They, they, they will come on this show at some point. That's a guarantee, guys. 
Right, where are we now? 8.47, it is Monday the 21st of September. Oh, God, it's chucking it down out there. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Hospital is being accused of failing to spot that a woman had gangrene, which led to her death. A man accused of a stabbing in Wolverton has appeared before magistrates, magistrates and security guards at the Lister Hotel. For goodness sakes, I can't read today, Catherine. Lister Hospital. Thank you. Are being given powers by the police to issue fines and demand names and addresses. Let me um, let me uh, do some mouth exercises while we get the wealth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is indeed chucking it down out there in some parts. We've got a band of rain just moving its way through. There's some heavy bursts in there as well. Behind it, maybe a dry spell for a time, but then the rain comes back. This afternoon, some heavy persistent rain. It's quite a wet afternoon on the whole. Temperatures struggling a little because of this, picking at 15 Celsius as a maximum. But this rain will move eastwards through the course of the evening and become dry behind it. Dry middle part of the night and then some heavy Perhaps thundery showers arriving by dawn tomorrow. Eight Celsius being the minimum temperature. These scattered heavy heavy showers will continue through to tomorrow afternoon. Then they'll become a little fewer and further between and perhaps a little lighter as well. Maximum temperature tomorrow, 16 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much. We've had a brilliant summer of crickets. That's Edson Court, it's all over. But once again, we're also celebrating our unsung sporting heroes. He has such passion for sport. I'm extremely proud of what we've achieved here. Who will you nominate? We're looking for someone who inspires people to get involved in sport across beds, hearts and bucks. He's funny. He's, he's never strict with you, so you don't feel pressured. To make your nominations, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsung hero and download an entry form. The closing date is Thursday, 22nd of October, with our 2015 Unsung Hero announced at the BBC Sports Personality of the Year in December. She cares about everyone else more than she does about herself. Get inspired. Get nominating. This is the official soundtrack to the uh, new Beatles DVD coming out in November. They've remixed all of the Beatles songs. You really get to you really get to hear. I missed the pan pipes the first time around. But in these new uh, remasters, it really is. They were very very. They were innovators um, when it came to pan pipes in in pop. And I don't think they get the credit for that. You know, I went to Spain recently. I did not know that, Catherine. We, we Apart from sit- the fact you've gone about all the flipping mm-hmm. bars. Sitting on a train, right? And this guy gets on with a pan pipe. Thinking, okay, this is going to be old school. Where's well, he going to put that? Just one pan pipe. Set of pan pipes. Pan pipes, yeah, all right. Otherwise, it's a, that's um, a recorder. Yeah. Goes like that. Anyway, no, he's high tech. He was there for the uh, post millenno generation. Uh oh. He had a backing track. He didn't have uh, the millennium bug. No, he didn't. He was playing the sound of silence. I so, wish he would. Exactly. I said to my husband, I think he's misunderstood the request. <laughs> but then what they do is, right, you're all trapped in there and they make you have it. And then they walk around with their hands out. Well, that's out. Spain for you. Oh, you mean the music? Mm. Rude. Then uh, he got on the next one and you could hear him through the walls that he was still playing the same old thing. There's nothing worse than you sitting on uh, an underground uh, train just as the doors shut, some chancer in a bowler hat and a guitar oh, no. strides in. <laughs> you think, oh, no. Eyes, everyone, eyes to the floor. Everyone, eyes to the floor. The door shut, it starts to move. Good morning, everybody. I'm just trying to make enough money so I can buy uh, a bite to eat and get a bed for the night. 
My name is Steve, and I'm going to sing for you. Uh, here we go. One, two, three, four. And then he goes off. Mm. I wonder if I can... Um... It's just that uncomfortable moment where they walk through the carriage afterwards. Yeah. It, do you know what? They, if, they, if they've done... A, sometimes I give those guys um, money. Do you? The worst one was um, I was, uh, was, uh, was on a train. Oh, yeah. And... Um, this guy, so the, you're on the train and the uh, the door shuts, but just as the door shuts, a guy gets on with a, a boombox and goes, good morning, everybody. My name's Wesley and I just want to sing a, a song for you this morning. Elvis Presley was a rock star. And I have to be careful because that has got loads of swears in. But Gosh. Elvis Presley was a rock star. Have you heard the Wesley Willis, Willis album? The what? The Wesley Willis album. The Wesley's what? The Wesley... <laughs> Willis album. No, I need to uh, brief myself on they, that. Well, uh, they all... The, the, you heard the introduction there, and I've got yeah. to be so careful. This is the introduction. Win- Wincy Willis. Mm. So this is how El- Elvis Presley Elvis starts. Elvis Presley was a rock star. OK, that's how Elvis Presley starts. Yeah. Um, I whopped Batman's ass. That's oh, how goodness. this one starts. OK, so that's how that one starts. Um, Rock and Roll McDonald's, this is how this one starts. Okay. Um, Rick Sims, this is how this one starts. Oh, hang on a minute, I'm noticing a pattern. Are you noticing a pattern? (laughs) Uh, What a chancer. This is how um, Jesus is the answer starts. Oh, I can't. When he starts off Acapulco, Justin, you've got to be very, very careful. Wesley's Willies, did you say? Just Willis. <laughs> this is how. This is how Aftu. This is how Aftab Narani starts. Yeah. You get the idea? Yeah, great, great uh, vibe. Why break away from a winning formula? This is how Northwest Airlines starts. <laughs> this is how the chicken cow starts. They all, I mean, <laughs> yes, I, I, I'll have to find one that doesn't have swears in there. He has a whole album where um, it's him talking about concerts he's been to. And it starts <laughs> off... On October 16th, 1986, I went to see Bruce Springsteen at Shea Stadium. There were approximately 12,000 people in the concert. Bruce played for three and a half hours. He played all the hits. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and how do they end? Well, let's go to the. Uh, no, let's not because he, again. You might shout something. Very. The, the, I whopped Batman's ass. I mean, wow! It's about him having a fight with Batman, and uh, let's just say Batman does not come out the winner. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> yes, boss. I'm, 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 do you know what Wesley Willis CDs are? They're on your Christmas lists, whether you want them or not, guys. Please, yes. Uh, I want the new Beatles um, uh, DVD. It's on my Christmas list. Yep. Um, what did you? You wanted a vape. You're, you want to become a vapist. Yeah, I'd like a vape stick, please. So if okay. you want to put that on the list, that'd be fantastic. Beautiful. Catherine? I don't, yeah. I don't, I want, don't want nothing. Yes, you do. I don't want nothing. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, then I'll have a Breville. I've got a Breville. <laughs> yeah, but I want a swanky Breville that does four Brevels instead of just the two. Four's too many. Four's. One, two's too many. Two's, two Way is too many. Him. Four is never enough. <laughs> and what did you want, Kelly? A CD from a great unsigned band. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Dealey, you've taken this to the street. Oh, now, the, the, the one about the, the, the story we did earlier, yeah. if you don't have sugar, you're posh. If you do have sugar, you're common. That mm. kicked off. It did, there yes. There is yes. no way this one could have kicked off. 
Um, it doesn't kick off to a certain degree, but some people get quite offended when I recommend certain presents for them. And uh, some people on the street this morning, I'm just going to put it out there, some people on the streets this morning, they are weird. So I've been out there this morning asking the, the big question of the day, of course, uh, what's on your Christmas list? Yeah. This is universal, this one. Here's what happened. Street boy, what's on your Christmas list? Name. Hi, Rich. How do you know my name? Well, you've got a name badge on. Oh, yeah. Richard, what's on your Christmas list? I would like um, a book. That's a fantastic rucksack. Can you explain what this rucksack is? Disney. How old are you, Patrick? 21. Wowzers. Okay, Patrick, what's on your Christmas list? Holiday. I want a holiday. Where to? Florida. Uh, I want to have a Merry Christmas with my family. Yeah, but what present do you want? Present? What's on your Christmas list? My Christmas list, a bit early to think about it. Probably yeah. um, a nice bottle of whiskey and, uh, and a nice pair of trousers. <laughs> Thank you. Let's get the Zimbabwe perspective. Madam, what's on your Christmas list? A lot. Come on, talk me through it. Chicken, rice, uh, traditional food. No, but a present. Present uh, yeah. for, for me or yeah, for my for family? Yeah, for you. Um, Chicken and rice obviously feeds people, but what about a little treat for you? A uh, little treat like, um, what do you got? Duck? Nothing. <laughs> Come on, madam, what's on your Christmas list? Well, I like adventure games and jigsaw puzzles and cross-stitch, anything like that. With the greatest amount of respect, madam. That sounds boring a bit like a boring game. Christmas. What if I bought you a game of Twister and we played oh, Naked no, Twister? Thank you. <laughs> no, no, I'm not interested in that. Michael, what is on your Christmas list? Car, new car. Which one do you want? Don't mind, just a nice course, I suppose. Who's going to buy you that? Parents, first car. Only like a grand of auto trade. Only a grand? Michael, you're taking the Michael. They said I could get one that price. I think uh, any electronics. What, even the naughty ones? <laughs> How much? <laughs> any electronics sort of deck and bug your western decadence uh, that guy was great that's 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 my new favorite uh, uh, clip uh, morning, morning roger how do you know my name it's on your name badge oh yeah <laughs> yes. uh, well justin let's hope everybody has a peaceful uh, as we enter the festive season yes. everyone has a, a peaceful build up to christmas and let's let's have no more wars yeah. That's why I was on my top of my Christmas list. I tricked you all. Yeah. You've all got the wrong answer. Yeah. The top of my Christmas list is world peace and an end to hunger. Careful, Jeremy Corbyn wanted that. Got him into all kinds mm. of trouble. Daily, good work, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you, boss. Ta-ta. So I mentioned that uh, autistic kid that could draw. Yeah, I know. I've seen what you've just tweeted. Stephen Wiltshire. Someone, uh, who, um, someone told me about it. Hang on. Who, Apparently um, the remarkable thing about him was he wasn't looking at the scenes as he drew them. He looked at, he looked at it once. He could remember it. Stephen, thank you. Steve has uh, said, the kid you mentioned is called Stephen Wiltshire. He's got his own gallery in London and some of his pieces sell for 10 grand a pop. I have just Googled him. And that's the young lad. And He's, he's, he's making he's, some he's, money. He's, he's the same age as me now. Um... Is, and that's what his drawings looked like. It's, uh, gosh, I've just, tra thank you for that, Steve. I've just travelled through time. I've just travelled through time. Isn't that funny? Mm. Uh, we've got 20 seconds. Any Texas? No. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> they don't make them Hang on, up. yeah, we have. From Jack in Duxford. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't take sugar. And how do I know this? Well, I'll tell you. Yes. No offence to Wilson's parents, but I went to your gig on Friday and it was very good. But I suddenly realised everyone oh. in the audience was very working class. Oh. <laughs> I'm never the most middle class person in the year and I, in the room and I felt very uncomfortable. That's from Jack in Doxford. Well, yeah, well, Jack. Hey, Jack, I was there. Oh, yeah, fair enough. How many stars would you give it, Jack? That's the question. Is it more than three? Is three OK? I'm happy with three. It could have been two.
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is busy southbound between Junction 10, Fulton Airport and 7, Palmwell, Hempstead. Anti-clockwise, the M25 is busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 15 for the M4. And the M- M40 from the Denham roundabout towards the M25 is looking very busy at the moment. In Beaconsfield, Amersham Road's busy between Longbottom Lane and the London Road. And in High Wycombe, it's still very slow at the Hand- High Wycombe Handicross roundabout. And the A1 is busy southbound from the St. Neots Junction approaching the Black Cat roundabout. There are still problems on the... Oh no, Thameslink Road just said those problems between Bedford and Brighton and between Luton and Sutton are clearing up, so the staff shortage is now sorted. Samantha Brook, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Ah oh, man, that's it. That's your lot. Have we got you all week, Kelly? No, sorry. Who have we got tomorrow? Kelly. Oh. It's so confusing here, isn't it? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think we should team up with the Syrian dictator Assad to get rid of ISIS? Well-known Conservative politician Boris Johnson has said it's our moral duty to make Syria a safe place to live. He argues creating a peaceful zone in Syria is the only way to stop people making the deadly journey across the Mediterranean to countries like the UK. Meanwhile, anti-war Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn is facing pressure from members of his shadow cabinet to review his party's policy on airstrikes in Syria in order to tackle ISIS. Further afield, the US Secretary of State John Kerry has suggested Assad may have to stay in power at least until ISIS is destroyed. Well, this morning I want to hear your reaction to this. We kind of touched on it last week, but what are your thoughts? Do you think we should team up with the Syrian dictator Assad to get rid of ISIS? Here's my telephone number for your call. I'd love to hear from you on 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Lee Agnew. The family of a woman who died at Milton Keynes Hospital are taking legal action against the trust. An inquest has already heard there were failures in communication and delays in surgery after Sandra Porter contracted gangrene. Sandra's husband Keith says it's left him angry. The hospital are now saying they don't accept liability and that's why we're going down the route of legal action. It's been well over 18 months now since Sandra died. Um, It may take another 18 months, I don't know. A man charged with stabbing a man in Wolverton has appeared before magistrates in Milton Keynes. 22-year-old Ulrich Unzi of No Fixed Abode has been charged with wounding the 34-year-old in the Gables on Thursday. Nick Clegg will make his first major speech to Liberal Democrat activists since his resignation as leader at the party's conference today. He'll warn that leaving the European Union could lead to the breakup of the UK. Here's our political correspondent, Ross Hawkins. Nick Clegg will not be the sole face of the Lib Dems pro-EU campaign. He conspicuously failed to defeat Nigel Farage in two televised debates on Europe last year. But the party knows he can still draw the attention of the media. And Mr Clegg will take the opportunity to attack Labour for their internal disputes about the EU and the Conservatives for their record governing alone since May. 
A 56-year-old from Turnford in Hertfordshire who's accused of deliberately knocking down and killing another man with his van is due in court today. Michael Turner from Landau Way in Turnford is accused of killing Frank Buckley on Groom Road three months ago. Security guards at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage have been given new powers to tackle antisocial behaviour. The police have given six guards the power to demand names and addresses and issue fixed penalty notices. But Dr Sean Gabb from the Libertarian Alliance says he has serious concerns. I think it is very dangerous to give a private organisation or the employees of a private organisation the coercive powers of the state. I think it's um, a good general principle that if 